Tonight on the podcast, we are talking all things Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, reviewing the last couple episodes of The Last of Us, and we are also going to talk about all the happenings and geek news, plus the trailers from this past Sunday Super Bowl. Let's get it started! Welcome to my party, we're just getting started, a life is a dream. It is Friday Night Phoenix, you're listening to the best damn podcast in all of the land, the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Lance. It has been like two weeks since I've done this, so I'm a little rusty. Oh, but I get rusty, I don't do it every two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad that everyone is here with us this evening, I hope everyone had a great Super Bowl last weekend. Maybe you won some money in the Super Bowl. Maybe you lost some money in the Super Bowl. But uh, I think we could all safe to say that we enjoyed the commercials. What's going on, Lance? What's new, dude? That Bush Anheuser Bush commercial, the Mountain one with Sarah McLaughlin, dude. I was laughing my ass off. I don't remember that one. Uh, he's all talking about his beer and stuff, and Sarah McLaughlin sitting in the tent, and she starts singing the dog song. In the arms of an angel. Oh. Yeah. That was hilarious. But that's the only one I really remember. Do you remember any other ones? Uh, I remember all the movie trailers. Um, oh, lots of got movie our trailers. First look at The Flash. Super excited for that movie now. Yeah, it looks mm. good, huh? It does. I want to hate it. I don't. I want to actually like a DC movie. It's but. just of all the other ones, you got The Rock, who seems like a likable dude, and then this one with Ezra Miller, who's not very likable. <laughs> you don't like Ezra? Y- you do? Absolutely. Biggest fan. Biggest Ezra fan. <laughs> Ever. You're the biggest e- Ezra flan? I'm the biggest Ezra flan. <laughs> I mark out for Ezra Miller. I can't wait to see who else but Ezra. No, I just I'm excited for an actual decent DC movie. So it looks good. It, all it the looks hype, good. If all the hype fits, let's go. If the hype fits, then you might be an asshole. No, just kidding. Um, we also got another look at uh Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Yes, we did. What do you think of that one? Um I don't know. I think it's going to be very emotional. It looks it, huh? I still think Star-Lord. I, I don't know. I think Jack Drax is actually going to die. I think Rocket might die also. But we'll see on that one. Uh, we got uh, another teaser for Transformers. Uh, basically, essentially Beast Wars. If it's anything like Bumblebee, I think... I mean, it looks. It doesn't look like a Michael Bay movie. Let's just say that it's not a Michael Bay movie. I know, I know. It's just that's that's what made Bumblebee good is that it wasn't a Michael Bay movie. You know what I mean? It looks more like Bumblebee than it does the Michael Bay movies. Is the point I was trying to make? And then we also got Fast X because it's all about family. Fast Triple X. Yeah, Vin Diesel. Actually, I'm excited for those. I like those Fast and the Furious movies. I didn't 
care for the last one so much. Were they going to space? <laughs> yeah, who knows? We're gonna go this time, but to I enjoyed the the Earth's body. core. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna have a race around the the Earth's core. We got um a little teaser for the Super Mario Brothers movie. I didn't see that one. You didn't see it? Had Mario and Luigi, and it was like a little TV ad for Mario Brothers Plumbing, and it was playing the old like original animated TV show theme song. No, no, I didn't see that. Did you watch it on Direct TV? Uh, yeah. I wonder. I was watching it on YouTube TV, and sometimes they don't play some of the ads. I wonder if I missed that. Mm, that's weird. I didn't know that. I didn't hear about that one. My wife watched. I know. Bleh, my wife and I watched the commercials after on YouTube as well, and I didn't watch that one. That, that's cool. I think my favorite commercial is actually the the Breaking Bad Poppables commercial. Yeah, that was fantastic. And and uh, Brian Cranston said that's probably going to be the last time you see him as Walter White. Maybe. Meanwhile, Jesse, uh, what Aaron, what's his name? Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul is like, fuck you, dude. This is the only income I'm getting. <laughs> now nah, he's got Westworld. Westworld got canceled. You can't even watch it anywhere. Yeah. HBO Max took it off their network. I, I heard that they sold the rights to Roku. So if you have a Roku, you'll be able to watch it. Mm. He'll be Walter Black. Walter Black. Set when uh, Walter White goes to the dark side. He's Walter Black. Did we get a John Wick trailer today? We did get a John Wick trailer today. I have not watched it yet, but we did get a John Wick trailer, yes. How can we watch that thing without getting copyright striked? Um, <laughs> probably can't. <laughs> Just pause it every 10 seconds? <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, um, I mean, anything else new with you this week? No, dude, I, I've been, I pulled in like 75 hours last week of work. This week I worked like 70 hours. I got to go back for this event that we got going on tomorrow. So not a lot of opportunity to have anything other than work happening. Like I'm starting to forget what my kids look like. And I'm sitting Just here look in the, the house. Just Only the two of them look like me. Your boys are like your doppelganger. You think the older one is? Yeah, they both. I are. think the older one, William, looks like Anna's dad. That's right. The Tubi commercial. Did you see oh, that? Oh yeah, my brother. So we went to my brother-in-law's house and watched it. My brother, <laughs> like my brother-in-law's, like, who the fuck is sitting on the remote? <laughs> dad, my dad. We so we went to my parents' house to watch the roll. They had a party, and we went over there. And Aaron's sitting there on the couch, and the remotes for the TV are sitting next to her, and that starts playing. And my dad's like, "Um, hello, hello, what are you doing? Why are you changing the channel?" And Aaron's like, "I'm not." And I was like, "It's just the commercial." I was like, "This is the commercial." I learned my lesson from thanks to She-Hulk. Oh yeah, watching She-Hulk when they when she breaks into the Disney Plus menu, I'm like, "What the fuck is going on? What happened?" And so. Dude, I gotta tell you, last night Aaron and I went to go see Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, which we're gonna talk about in a little bit. But 
you know, my wife is usually a very good person to go to movies with, but just there was just something about this movie that she felt like she needed to have like a commentary track to. And so she decides <laughs> to like narrate things that are going on in the movie and try and make jokes. And at one point I go over to her and I'm like, are you not, you're not liking this movie, are you? And she's like, I know I really am. Why? I go, cause you, you're just a fucking chatty Kathy. You won't stop talking. <laughs> she usually never talks during movies, but last night, like, she just decided she wanted to to make every joke she could during that movie. And then as it's over, this guy that's sitting next to her was like, I should, you're not making love to his popcorn bucket. <laughs> like he had a large popcorn dude and he was like face deep, like his whole face was in it. Like at one point he's got the bucket on his lap and he starts going like this. Like he's like fucking jerking off his popcorn bucket and shit and like, He's like licking the bucket and Aaron and I just started dying laughing at this dude because of the shit he was doing with that popcorn bucket. Oh my gosh. It was, it was the funniest. Like, I wish I could have pulled my phone out and started recording him. It was just the funniest, most awkward. I feel I've noticed like people when they're at the movie theaters, like they want to get so comfortable. They forget that they're in public. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I had one dude, I'm sitting in the movie and Max does this shit too. And if he's listening, he'll know Max takes off his shoes. No, that's fucking nasty, dude. Yeah. All the shit that goes on. Oh no. Mm. I won't even like, I don't know. I won't even wear flip flops to movie theaters. It's so nasty. Aaron said he basically had his entire head in the bucket. He did. Did, was it the Ant-Man mask? Did he think he could wear it? No, 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 no. It wasn't the Ant-Man mask. It was just a giant bucket of popcorn. It was like your normal large bucket of popcorn. I should have asked you to pick me up one of those Ant-Man masks. I would have liked that. <laughs> would have went next to, nice next to my Deadpool head. It's sweet. The eyes light up and stuff. Uh, was there <laughs> was a there hole, a in, the hole bucket? in the bucket? <laughs> He said, yeah, he kept he kept asking Matt if he wanted some popcorn. Yeah, I'll take mine off sometimes if I'm wearing flip flops. Nah, that's gross. All the yeah. nasty shit on that floor. But all right, well, let's get into talking a little bit of geek news tonight, geek shall news. we? Geek news. Geek news. Geek news. <laughs> It's the Geek News. The Geek News. Starting off tonight, we got during a chat with the Entertainment Weekly, Kevin Feige was asked if there's any updates on Spider-Man 4 following the massive success of Spider-Man No Way Home. While his response was short, he did indicate the story is already settled for Peter Parker's next adventure. Feige said, all I'm willing to say is that we have a story. We have big ideas for that, and our writers are just putting pens to paper now. The story is called Three Spider-Man and a Baby. Nope. I I think that uh, you your time of seeing the Three Spider-Man is done. I don't know. I think they're going to capitalize on that again. I think we're going to see both of them in Secret Wars. I don't. No? No. Mm-mm. Not even see, one of them? <laughs> nope. Secret Wars is going to introduce the black suit to peter parker very much like um the comic comic. book yeah um yeah i don't think uh 
you don't think that there's an opportunity there for Toby to say, hey, man, I've come in contact with this before. Like, don't nope. do it. Nope. I think they have plans for Toby and Andrew Garfield outside of the MCU, and they're going to keep it that way. I think their time in the MCU is done. It's a shame. Andrew Garfield and Toby together was that's the best Spider-Man moment I've ever seen. The two of them together. Yeah. Like not even like Tom Holland in that mess who I love. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man, but watching Andrew and Toby interact with each other as Spider-Man was amazing. The whole back popping scene. We're talking about their back aches. Yeah. Like how many times have you talked about that with your like brother or something? Never. You've never, never said to your brother, oh, my back hurts. Nope. If I do, it's only to insult them more playing video games. Like, my back hurts from carrying your ass through this <laughs> entire game. Or <clears throat> That's pretty much it. That's just hilarious. I don't know. I think, I think I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. I think, I think Toby and Andrew are going to make an appearance. If, if they're going to be I don't, in the I don't Sony think stuff. They're, they're not going to rely on that because I don't think they're going to then you're going to be expecting it every time. And this is supposed to be Tom Holland's movie. So I don't think you're going to see Andrew and Toby in this, this next Spider-Man movie, especially when people are not supposed to know who he is anymore. Who Peter Parker. I think we get a black cat Felicity or something or Felicia. We might, Felicia. We might get a black cat. Um, I think we might actually finally get Mary Jane. If, if, or the we could get the, get the real Mary Jane, or even Gwen Stacy, honestly, in this universe. Because if MJ and Ned don't know who he is anymore, we might finally get the Gwen Stacy of this universe. Or um, I really don't know. Maybe Rhino. Um, a real Rhino. A like... real Rhino, or I, or maybe Craven. I don't. <clears throat> it's hard to say what they're gonna do with the next spider-man and i don't know who's your pick gwen stacy fan cast <sighs> that's a hard one i think i the, want the girl from sabrina no i want the chick from um house of dragon which one is she uh, what's her name is house of dragon the the uh game of thrones one yeah the game of Th- uh Millie Alcock. Millie Alcock. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's pretty. I, I guess saying her name right. Is she? Is she a good actress? I like her in House of Dragon a lot. I think Kiernan Shipka from Sabrina would be good. That right there. Yeah, That's she's pretty. The perfect Gwen Stacy, I think. Look up uh, Kiernan Shipka. She's the one who played Sabrina in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah, the new one. Yeah. I'm Uh, looking at this fan cast right now. Right now, number one that people are voting on is the girl, uh, Sabrina Carpenter from The Girl Meets World. Oh, yeah. I'm not into her. Uh, Emma Myers from Wednesday, the the quirky one, her roommate. Fan cast as Spider Gwen in a lot of stuff, and I don't. 
Because she dre- she cosplayed as her. Yeah, I don't really no, I don't think she did. I think it's a boss logic. Oh, is that not photo. oh is that not her picture? Here here I'm looking at this uh let me see, present share screen. There we go. So Sabrina Carpenter, who I think is absolutely gorgeous. I don't know who this is right here. Millie Alcock has seven votes. Emma Myers has 16. Sabrina Carpenter has 53. Kieran and Shipka has 30. Dove Cameron. Oh, Dove Cameron. 32. Lily Reinhardt. Gwen Stacy. All these actresses are absolutely gorgeous. Oh, keep Sophie her the Turner. fuck away from everything. Who? Sophie Turner. Oh. Elle Fanning. Lily Rose Depp. Yeah, it starts to lose me about here. <laughs> Here's oh, you can't see my mouse. Right on Lily mind, between Lily Reinhardt and Olivia Holt. I wouldn't mind Lily Reinhardt. Yeah, she's uh Riverdale, right? Yeah. Basically everything and Olivia Holt's not bad. She was in uh Cloak and Dagger, right? It's the Cloak and Dagger girl. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that's Cloak and Dagger girl. Basically, everybody above Olivia Holt, except for Sabrina Carpenter, I'm on board for. I just don't know. I'm trying to like run through Spider-Man storylines of years and years and 900 plus issues of Spider-Man to kind of think of like where they're going to go with this story and what they're going to do next. I'm kind of drawing a blank on what. Like what's a bigger story than the whole one more day storyline? Like what would be, I mean, there's a lot of them, but unless they go like, I don't think they're going to go clone the clone saga stuff with Ben Um, Riley. I, it's hard because they really like, I feel like Spider-Man no way home wasted some of their best options for villains. Like, so we're pretty much not going to get a Green Goblin in this universe because there's no Norman Osborn that we know of in the MCU. Um, I mean, I guess they could go Hobgoblin with Ned. Um, I think you have to. I think you need a movie to reestablish Ned. I, mean, I think already... this is the opportunity to make Ned evil because he hasn't had uh, Peter's influence. I guess his whole life now. Yeah, we've already had. Um. We can't, we're not gonna get Doc Ock because clearly there's no Otto Octavius in this universe that we know of. Um, we're not gonna get. I mean, we've already had Shocker. We've already had the Vulture. I mean, really. I'm trying to think of like, unless I mean, they go Kingpin. Um. But I really Which don't this see them... come this would come out after Daredevil, right? Probably, but not before Secret Wars, because Secret Wars is like the end of phase six. I don't like this very much. I don't think we're like I said, I don't think we're gonna get the black suit yet. I don't I don't know if we're gonna get the black suit in Spider Man three. Yeah, I don't like this artist rendering. I don't like the uh, when they do that, like you see on his neck here. Can you see that? Yeah. I don't like like that to me makes it seem like it's a 
like something in his like bloodstream. Yeah. And I know actually, it's venom. I, I actually think it's pretty sick. <laughs> Not gonna lie. The when he's got the the mask on, I think that's pretty badass. But I liked how uh to an extent, I liked how the um in Secret Wars it's just a black suit. Like it doesn't have all this definition and stuff. Yeah. And then in the in the Toby movies, it's his suit but black. Right. You know? So make mm-hmm. it to where it's his suit, but the venom is covering his suit. So it's like an extra an extra layer of protection, essentially. But it's not supposed to be. It's the symbiote is is the suit. Like I know, I know. What were the triangles on his hand? That's not where the web shooters come out. I forget what those were for. Is it just part of the design? Or those ever those... serve a function? No, though I think that's just part of the honestly. Because I know in the books he had those triangles on his hand. No, I think Venom does. I don't remember him. Does Spider Man not have them? Venom has them, right? Venom has them because Venom's webbing comes out of the top of his wrists. His his webbing is produced by the um the symbiote when Venom has the suit. So the Spider-Man does not have the black or the white triangles on his head. His suit was all just straight black. Oh with no the white with the white spider. He has the black triangles right. Original artwork of Spider-Man's black suit sells for three point three six million. Right here. Yeah, he has the white triangles. Yeah, I guess he does there. Because most of the pictures you see uh, here too. It's just flat. Like when you look at the cover of um Secret Wars eight. Here it is too. I don't think he's got them. I don't in the original drawing, I don't think he's got Secret them. Wars eight. Yeah. Secret Wars number eight. He doesn't have the I guess you can't really see the back of his hands. I guess it really uh, just depends on who's, who draws it. Because there's a lot of black suit drawings where he does not have the... Um, Is this from Secret Wars 8? Yeah, Secret Wars 8. That image, this image okay, that we so were looking in, at is from here. In the, in the interiors, he does. All right. How does the webbing come out of the top of his hand in the black suit? I can't remember now. I thought it was always. I was same. looking at one picture where it didn't look I think like that. It depends that. on how you draw it. Cause like maybe it does. I can't I can't remember now. Oh, right here. Blank. That's out of the top. Yeah, but that's I don't know if that's a fan drawing, if it's actually from a book. But I know like Venom's the the symbiote produces the webbing. So he doesn't need cartridges. No. He doesn't need cartridges. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I guess he does. Because even Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man 300, he has it. So, okay. There's just, I guess it just depends on, there's so many drawings of the black suit. Because like, even like the Marvel's, um, 
legend figure doesn't have the white on it. It's just black, straight black. Interesting. Yeah, because even, yeah, because even 141, he's got the the white patch on the back of the hand. I guess I just never noticed it. Like, I knew he had it. Yeah, I never, like, I'm struggling to remember if it comes out of the top or the bot or the wrist and the black suit. Mandela effect. Right? 100%. Like, I can't, I'm literally struggling to to remember. Yeah, so in the Raimi verse, it's just his suit in black. Which looked right. fucking awesome. I just always hated the eyes on on Raimi's suit. That was my biggest issue with this. God damn it! I can't remember now. Yeah, we're having Mandela effect here. Do you think you're gonna get in Spider Man Two the game? Because that's supposed to come out this year, right? Yeah, later this year. Are we gonna get him in a black suit, like as part of the story? Um, it teases venom in there doesn't it in the trailer yeah but if i remember correctly now again this is one playthrough years ago if i remember correctly at the end of the game you see a shot of the lab and storage drawer that housed the ultimate comics venom because the ultimate comics venom was created in a lab so I think this one is going to be a lab created venom. Yeah, not necessarily the it teases that they're using the venom to try to heal Harry. Yes. In that game. So Harry Osborne is going to be your venom like he was in the ultimate comics. Like um, he was in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 with Andrew Garfield. Wasn't that the whole thing? It will he wasn't venom he used it to become green you know you know he healed himself and became green goblin but um yeah i, I don't think it's gonna i think it's gonna go more ultimate comics route where it's created in a lab and harry becomes venom instead of eddie brock but yeah i'm really st- yeah i don't know struggling like i'm going to like the bowels of my knowledge to fucking remember if the wedding wedding comes out of the top of the hand or the wrist (laughs) i think it comes out of the wrist but i don't know i really want to get a really cool piece of artwork of the black suit spider-man i have a venom one i have a really cool piece for that you can see right there of spider-man It'd be nice to get one in the black suit. Well, it's a good thing Comic-Con's coming up. I bet yep. you could probably get one at San Diego, or you could commission somebody to draw one for you. Yeah. We should commission somebody to draw our fucking absolute geek, dude. <laughs> but Moving on, a live-action film based on DreamWorks' 2010 animated feature, How to Train Your Dragon, is officially in the works at Universal. Following a previous report from Industry Insider, Daniel Reichman, Variety has confirmed that a live-action How to Train Your Dragon film is being developed with Dan DiBiase, who wrote the directed the original animated film trilogy, returning to do some of the live-action reboot. The new film is currently slated to premiere in theaters 
on March 14, 2025. Did you I'm watch any this. of these? Oh, dude, I love these movies. I don't. I haven't seen a single one. You haven't seen it? Oh, you got to rectify that. Watch them with your kids, man. I haven't watched it. Isn't there like 10 of them? No. There's um, three, and then they became a t- and they became a TV show. And I think they're making another one, a fourth movie. But um, but yeah, I love oh, yeah, there's these only movies. Three. I'm stoked for a live action. How to Train Your Dragon? They're that good, huh? Oh yeah, I love them. Darth Lopez and, says, I'm sneaking into theaters a Dr. Pepper 20 ounce, two Jameson shooters, and a big old bag of cashews. Nice. Yeah, I've never seen a single one of these. Is Aaron's there the are, dude? They're uh, really, really good. I'll probably become your favorite. It'll probably become your favorite, Lance. Fucking Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, the dude The dude that does the voice of the main guy? Is it the, the Seth Rogen dude? It's... um. James, um, no, not James. God damn it. Um, why can't I think of his name now? The skinny <sighs> one, right? Yeah, yeah. And knocked up, he has a Canadian tattoo. Well, he's like from Peck Canada. or something like that. Uh, Jay, Jay Barichel. Okay. Oh, from uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. He was yes. in that one, right? Yes. I like him. Thanks, Sam. I got it right as you were. <laughs> Sam says Lance will buy all the How to Train Your Dragon pops. I haven't bought a pop in probably a month and a half or something. Dude, I probably want How I to Train Your Dragon. Months, I've only bought like four. How to Train Your Dragon 2 is my favorite of the three movies. And I went and saw that movie. And then me and my buddy went and picked up our other buddy and went and saw it again immediately after. Is that good? I did. I loved How to Train Your Dragon too. Loved How to Train Your Dragon too. No, I started getting into uh, vinyls, Sam. Goes from one vinyl to another, pops to records. Yep, I started getting into vinyls. It's just it's ADHD OCD, man. She's out of my league, Darth. From the movie where he dates the hot chick with ST. Yeah, that's uh she's out of my league. That's um she was in Star Trek. What's her name? Amy. Fuck man. Fuck man indeed. Moving on. Alice <laughs> Eve. Marvel Studios Chief CEO Kevin Feige confirms his commitment to making Deadpool 3's Marvel Cinematic Universe's first R-rated movie. In an exclusive interview with Entertainment Weekly, the Marvel boss opened up about Phase 5 of the MCU and shared his excitement to have star Ryan Reynolds team up with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in a violent buddy action movie. It's amazing, Feige said, and we've got Hugh Jackman coming back for our first Deadpool film within the MCU. That's our first R-rated film to have Hugh come back is incredible. And there, there's a lot of war, uh, speculation and, and rumors floating around that this movie is going to spawn right into Kang Dynasty. Do you so, think it's going to be like a buddy action movie? Like, do you think it's going to be kind of like a uh, Bill and Ted's esque, like them traveling through the multiverse together or something? 
I really don't know how what they're gonna do with this movie. Like, I think that's what's the most exciting. Like, first, of course, it's seeing him and Hugh Jackman back together again in writing the wrong that was the abomination that is um X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, but I would love to see a buddy cop movie where they're just like, you know, like Bill and Ted and across the universe, like you said, like that would be awesome. That'd be phenomenal. <laughs> Wade and Logan go to Kang Castle. There you go. But do you think like Marvel's just gonna put like whatever Ryan Reynolds wants, like let him do it with, with this movie at least? Like no. If it's Bill and Ted's, do you think that they go throughout history to like the entire Marvel film history? No, I I think they're gonna I honestly think that when they sat down to make this movie, they said, okay, this is what we're shooting for. This is kind of a brief synopsis of where we're trying to go. This is what we, we need your movie to do. And they have to work within those parameters. So they have to make sure it fits the overall arcing narrative or story that they have running through phase five. But if, the, but if Kevin Feige comes to them and said, Hey, the only goal with this movie is by the end of the movie, it has to make sense of why you're in this universe now. Leading up to that, you can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't fuck with the yeah, story. As long line. as it doesn't, and as long as A, it doesn't affect the ending of Lo- what happens in Logan, and B, doesn't affect what's going to happen in the Kingdom. So, day. like, you could have them going through, and basically, Deadpool becomes every time we saw Stan Lee, just make it Deadpool, just recreate all those scenes. Uh, I don't. I've never been a fan of that having Deadpool be the new Stanley where he just cameos and everything. Like I'm just saying Stanley died and Marvel has not been up to snuff since that happened. <laughs> I don't think that has anything to do with Stanley, but all right. No, because I just think the Stanley cameos just make the movies that much better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but well, what was I... the last one that had it? Endgame had it? Yeah, Endgame had it. And what what hit have they had since then besides No Way Home? And No Way Home had a bunch of other people in there to make it really big. Um, I mean, none, but I don't think Stan Lee has anything to do with that. I'm just like he's there literally bro. for two minutes. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's ironic <laughs> that Marvel movies haven't been as good as of late. And we got no more Stan Lee. Quantum Mania was good, but it's still getting. Why is it getting rolled through? Fucking like it's getting review bombed. We'll we'll get there. We'll We're gonna get it. there. Yeah, we'll get we'll go through that one. We'll Sir it. Patrick Stewart, JP. Patrick Stewart has continued to tease the possible reprisal of his professor Charles Xavier, as well as re- the return of Ian McKellen's Magneto and Marvel Cinematic Universe. I can't say about what Charles's future might possibly hold. Stewart said during a sit down interview with Entertainment Tonight. The actor who has recently reprised the X-Men role in Marvel Studios' Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness did share that his close friend and X-Men co-star Ian McKellen uh, has seen his cameo in the MCU title and offered a favorable review. Actually, it went very well. He did say something like, hey, I would have done this. Yes, that's true, but you're not done, Sir Ian and myself, Stuart hinted, where we got plans. Could he show up in Deadpool? Possibly. Do both Have of them a reunion show up of him and Hugh Jackman. Huge jacked man. Huge jacked man. 
My thing is, though, why are we... Okay, it's great. It's awesome fan moments having him come back and Ian McKellen. But can we just get the ball rolling and just get some, like, the Professor X of the future as our Professor X? Like, why? That's what's that's what's driving you nuts. Like, these guys aren't going to be around forever. Like Ryan Reynolds, who at this point, can anybody play Deadpool other than Ryan Reynolds? Gotta kind of say the same thing about Xavier. Can anybody play Charles Xavier other than Patrick Stewart? Because Patrick Stewart is pretty much the perfect Charles Xavier. I I I would have thought Giancarlo Esposito would have been awesome. Yeah, he would have been, and still could possibly be. But Magneto, I don't think that's you can say that about Magneto because I think Michael Fassbender did a really good job as Magneto. I don't. You didn't like him as Magneto? No, I did not. I would Just say I didn't I like, like the other dude as Charles Xavier either. James McAvoy, I didn't care yeah. for that as much. But I thought Michael Fassbender was one of the bright spots of that whole, you know, the late, later end of that franchise. Days of Future Past on. You didn't think Jennifer Lawrence was a big no. plus in that? Jennifer no. Lawrence is always a bright spot in anything she's in in blue paint. But not as Mystique, man. <laughs> They casted those. Oh, oh, and Joe's, uh, Joe's doing like ass bender as Magneto. Hey, look, he's even got Los Polos Almano says his. Uh, <laughs> uh, the other, the kid that played Quicksilver, I thought was a good casting choice, but Evan out of Peters. those two, nobody else. Yeah. Who who else did you like from those from Days of Future Past on? Nobody other than Jennifer Lawrence. I didn't like Jennifer Lawrence. You could tell that I she didn't the guy want to who played be Beast. Oh, I didn't. Kelsey Grammer was a perfect Beast. He was. I don't know. And they Nicholas were just Holt. going younger, so that was the that was the problem. They went younger and changed up so quickly. That's one thing Marvel hasn't done yet. Was but Wolverine game. is from the pre. Sam, I hate. I my favorite X Man is Nightcrawler. And I don't understand why the movies can't the original? get Nightcrawler right. I don't understand why they have to give him these stupid like markings all over his body and stuff to, to make to him define instead like of just, just give him black the blue skin. I don't like, know what their deal is with that. I thought you were saying the casting because it no, was no, no, uh, no. it was the dude uh, Alan. And then they got a kid, right? Because Jennifer Lawrence saves a kid that's Nightcrawler, right? There was two actors that was cast as Nightcrawler, correct? I don't remember. I know they have a different Nightcrawler in um, like Age of Apocalypse and stuff. Right. It's a younger kid. It w- it's not the original one that they had. Right. It's yeah, the original one they had was some, he's a well known actor, or she was at least a, I forget who that was. Yeah, but. I can't remember. I, it's, Every time I see him, I see a younger Paul Rubens. <laughs> Which I just saw, watched um, everybody. Yeah, loves Alan, so Alan Cummings was the first Nightcrawler. Um, and then who played him in? Cody Smith McPhee. And he okay, looked awful. He was like emo. Yeah. Like steampunk kind of looking. Tim but, Howard. um, 
Yeah, I agree with you. Although the scene with Alan Cumming when you first encounter Nightcrawler and I think he's like in a church and he's going through the rafters was a pretty yeah. badass scene. You didn't like the scene where he was trying to kill the president? Wasn't that the kid that was trying to kill the president? I don't think so. I don't remember, dude. All I know is that in the in the early X-Men movies, you know, X1, X2, and Last Stand, the casting seemed pretty good. Like, and then they get into first class and you have the kid from Ready Player One play Cyclops. Uh, Cyclops. And by putting a mask on him, you accentuated his duck lips. <laughs> like, he just looked bad. The only people I like from first class on that were that were casted was Fassbender and Evan Peters. I can't think of anybody else. And I didn't really care for Jennifer Lawrence's mystique. Like you could tell. And Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence has been very vocal about this. She hated doing those movies. And you could tell that she hates doing those movies. I don't know. Why does she hate doing them? Because she had to sit in a makeup chair for like 12 hours. Yeah. After the first one, she's been on so many like, like talk shows and stuff saying how horrible of an experience it is how like the first couple movies i think she's like butt naked like wearing blue paint all over rebecca remains stamos did the same thing get over it she did it three times i liked rebecca remains stamos as mystique so did i well you don't hear the guy that the guy that played uh the the whatever it was in stranger things he had to get all uh painted up and Took all those hours and and his uh and make yeah, but chair. Jennifer Lawrence is a movie star. Mm. She thinks her shit don't stink. Well, probably doesn't. Her shit can stink. In she my gets she gets Oscar. De- David Harbour is not getting Oscar um, nominations. Well, who's Jennifer the guy that Lawrence played? What was the bad like, guy's name at the in season Thespian. four? What? What is it? What was the bad guy's name in season four? I can't remember right now. Of Stranger, Stranger things? things. Yeah. But Vecna, Vecna, yep. The guy that had Vec was Vecna. He had, he not Harbor, but Vecna was all done up. He did a pretty good job. But yeah, but these are people Lawrence. that have been in Oscar nominated films. Like there's there, it feels like Jennifer Lawrence, like she took the job and then all of a sudden started getting recognized for like Oscar worthy performances, and became too good for it. None of these so. people, like do you know David Harbor outside of? Stranger Things, really? I mean, he was yeah, just he Santa. Was that was Black a pretty Widow. badass movie. He was in Black he was Widow. In, he was yeah, in, but he's still um, trying to make a name for himself. Silent Night, Violent Night. He was in um, Hellboy. Yeah, and Hellboy got panned. But there's some actors that are like down for the cause and they're down to do these things. And Jennifer Lawrence a lot has of been people. very vocal about D- David Harbour. has been in a lot of other movies. He was in The Equalizer. He was in Brokeback Mountain. He's been in a lot of stuff. But he, he didn't become in, a household name until Stranger Things. He was in War of the Worlds. He was in End of Watch. I mean, he was in, he's been in a ton of movies. But I don't think actors that you guys are understanding be, my point. I understand what Some your point is. Some actors want to be in, in the MCU, and they'll, do what, they'll take whatever role they can get just to be in it. Like, I don't know, Kevin Bacon was in the holiday special probably they may have approached him or maybe he thought it'd be cool, but he didn't have to sit in a makeup chair. So I get Jennifer Lawrence's complaint, but some people just want to be in the movies and others. It's a job. So, well, and now look at, um, uh, Bautista, right? 
Bautista, all of a sudden, Bautista, Bautista, whatever. It's B-A-U. I thought it was Bao. I, I guess not. Everyone he's become too good for it, essentially. Well, he's I don't think he's become too good for it. He doesn't want to be typecast. He wants to, to broaden his range. He doesn't want to be typecast as a superhero. He doesn't want to be like The Rock or John Cena and be typecast as these type of characters. He wants to branch out and broaden his action horizons. That's all he's saying. He's played Drax for X amount of years now, and he wants to move on to something else. Like, I don't blame him for that. Yeah, but what I think the thing that a lot of these actors fail to realize is that by doing these movies, it opens the door to be able to do other things. Like, look at Chris Evans. I mean, Chris Evans was doing superhero movies, superhero movies, superhero movie. And it's because of Captain America that he was able to, like, go start directing movies and start coming out with movies like The Gifted and things started being able to do things that were outside of that. He well, used it as a, a lot of that has pad. to do with the way his career started, though, too, because he was known as. Hey, the guy from who did those shitty 90 movies knockoff from, you know, not another teen movie yeah. and, you know, stupid movies like that. Like, I would really say it was like Scott Pilgrim versus the world because he was taking looked at it like a joke. Daniel Radcliffe. Then, the, I like Joe's Dolan's point there. Daniel Radcliffe used Harry Potter as a launch pad. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was a kid. Good like, he didn't do anything. Yeah. He was a kid, like just like Taron Egerton used Kingsman as a launching pad. Yeah, like, but like so, Joe's Dolan says here. Remember, Anna pa- Paquin won an Oscar, so an Oscar doesn't equate talent. I agree with you, that, but that's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is they think that once they've won that Oscar, all of a sudden they're in an upper echelon of quality and talent. That maybe certain people especially somebody like jennifer lawrence that i don't know if she was invested in these stories as a kid sees some of these things beneath her i mean look at hollywood you see all these directors coming out and just talking shit about these movies so there's obviously some sort of stigma still in hollywood with some of these elite and upper echelon talents or egos that think that these movies are beneath what the art is supposed to be then you have somebody well, like Paul Rudd, who's Paul Rudd's a household name, who's just happy to be there. You know, right, look it, at uh, Robert Downey Jr. It re- rekindled his career, and he's yeah. thankful to it. And he, um, I don't know if he'd come back, but I mean, I think if you've been it long enough, ten years, I understand moving on from then. You know, so I don't blame him or Chris Evans, and I don't blame Jennifer Lawrence for that. But I mean, sometimes it makes your career, and sometimes it. That is the most false statement I think that's ever been said on this show. Well, Oscar-winning actor, actress does not add value to a movie title. Wrong. There's a reason why you watch the movies that say, and they spend all this time talking about every actor that's been nominated and won above their name. It does add value, especially for people like these baby boomers and stuff. It adds value. Do you guys agree with that? Sure, I agree with you. Yeah, they've been doing it for decades. Oscar nominee. Yeah, know, but I don't. This again, person, I don't want Oscar winner. This person. It may not matter to us, but it definitely matters. In well, let's. We talked about this. I don't know if you were. It was maybe you, you and me, Lance, that on the one show about RDJ should have got an Oscar nomination for Endgame, and they hadn't had anyone nominated till Black Panther, and it should have been. If anyone got nominated for Black Panther, it should have been. Um, 
Oh, jeez. I, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. So, Cardi West is agreeing with me. He did a double negative here, so it's... It says, doesn't not add value. I listen. I don't think Robert Downey Jr. deserves an Oscar for Endgame. His, really, his performance in Endgame wasn't that Oscar-worthy, other than... It, it, I think you're letting the sacrifice the character made overshadow his actual t- acting ability in that movie. I I think he did phenomenal in other all the movies he was in. He played that role to a T. Well, yeah, and, he, uh, I think he did. He did a good job playing Tony Stark. I don't know if it's necessarily Oscar worthy. I agree with both of you. I don't. I agree with Matt that I don't think it was Oscar worthy. Where I agree with JP is, do I feel like Angela Bassett's portrayal as uh, what's her name in Black Panther? Oh. Ramonda, Ramonda, as his mom, as the queen. Yeah, she won a what Golden Globe for that or something. Do I think what she did was better than Robert Downey Jr.? No. So that's where I agree with JP. JP's. I think she is because she carries that movie. If you really go back and rewatch Wakanda Forever, she carries that movie because the the actress who plays Sherry Sherry isn't good in that movie. The actual the actor who plays Namor is ungodly in that movie, so she carries that entire movie. I like. like Chad, I know. I know. I'm going to get shit movie. for this, Chad, but like, I like Chad Namor. Boseman dying in and not being able to make that movie, and her having to them having to incorporate that. She carries that movie. I just didn't think yeah, it was it that special. It, yeah, it was just because she carried the movie doesn't mean she should have won the Oscar for it. So. I know we're she didn't win an Oscar. Here, she but, won a or whatever. She Golden got award, Globe, I think, or some yeah. award. She chose Dylan said someone had to carry that turd of a movie. Did we? Did you guys talk about Ant Man yet? No, we have no. not. No, not okay. yet. Because um, I would bring up about Black Panther was um, the comparison, but yeah, again, it's uh, we're going off topic, but um, I don't think it was worthy to get an, a nomination for any award, even though you carried the movie. Because there's been. Many a bad movies that one actor stood out, but that doesn't give you the right to. You don't but get an MVP for I carrying think, a bad team. I just think the Chadwick Boseman dying and such a what that movie book. represents is it changes how people view that movie. Yeah, but that movie's always been put up on a on a pedestal because of the racial. Uh, the the racial undercurrents. The first one deserves it. No questions asked. The first one deserves it. The second one, not so much. Wakanda Forever was a steaming pile of doo doo, in my opinion. Like, I waited till it came out on Disney Plus, and I still fell repped off. <laughs> you didn't see it. In the um, no, I didn't ever saw it in the theater. You saved some money. Good job. I did. <laughs> We're gonna get into it later, but I liked it more than Ant Man. Oh my gosh, you're. Oh my gosh, we gotta have a tally nope. thing. That, we're, that's gonna be part of our drinking game. Oh my gosh, <laughs> take a drink. <laughs> Let's move on here. Speaking of David Harbaugh and, Hall, and Hellboy, Mike McNoll's Hellboy appears to be headed for yet another cinematic reboot, according to an exclusive Stop. report <laughs> from discussing film. Millennial Media is trying for a mulligan after its 2019 Hellboy reboot film, starring David Harbour, bombed at the box office and failed to win over critics. The outlet reported that Millennial is actively developing a new live-action Hellboy film, which has already been written and even found a director. 
Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance co-director Brian Taylor is reportedly oh, yeah, attached to Helm latest Hellboy reboot. Let's get the guy that made another bad movie and get him to direct this movie and hope that this time it's better. Hey, Spirit of Vengeance was halfway better than halfway better they than both the first suck. Ghost they Rider. Both so. suck. You, you just need to get Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro back. They've both of those guys have already said they'll do it. I don't even think the world wants another Hellboy movie. Like nobody's clamoring for more Hellboy. Dude, the internet erupted when they announced the reboot of the last one. Because there's just... fans that are like devoted to those movies. I'm not saying I'm one of them, but I'd rather watch that than what David Harbour gave us. And I actually went and saw this movie on opening weekend. I was excited what, for the David it. Harbour one. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh cool. They're making an adult, a, a more adult centric Hellboy movie instead of, you know, this, you know, PG 13 bullshit. And it was, I can tell you garbage. Why three Hellboys? You've only had one spawn movie and that wasn't even that good. Cool. Good at the time when I saw it, but it, it fell way short or it could have, could have been better. Well, that speaks more to, to McFarlane than it does to, the movie studios mcfarland won't let another spawn movie get made unless it's his vision that's what's well, holding up this one i mean they're they've been writing it for what <laughs> we talked about this what five years ago matt the spawn movie yeah jamie yeah. fox has been attached to it for five years mm -hmm. it's mcfarland dude mcfarland just has and I got to be careful because I, I like him, but he he just ha he has a bit of a big ego. I I don't know. I, I haven't seen him. Has he written anything else or any other movies to compare it to? Because one Spawn movie doesn't say he did the wrong. He did it wrong. I thought no, casting he was good. sold he sold the rights for that Spawn movie and then has been holding him hostage for the new one. Like, isn't he Matt? Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't he to you're wrong because you cut out i didn't even hear what you said what? isn't he demanding that he direct it no um he said that he's gonna get the movie made by any means necessary even if he needs to direct it he's not demanding that he but he's putting it. but he's putting some like heavy stipulations on getting this movie made isn't he i know he wrote it right yeah and he more wants it to be like spawn is in the shadows like he's kind of pigeonholed himself in a way that there's no way the studio is ever going to make this because you're going to put a bunch of money behind jamie fox as your title character as playing spawn oh but yeah he didn't want to show you, him right you, right you don't want to show him you want him to be in the background and just be like this ominous figure who's just looming around and why would any studio pay a, a leading an Oscar winning leading actor like Jamie Foxx a bunch of money to be in a movie where you don't ever see him? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me because he's such a cult. That character such has such a cult following more so than than um, Hellboy. That do it right. Here's I would argue that Hellboy's become really popular. Over here's the, last the thing 10 about years. Spawn though, like. <laughs> Everyone says he's got they've got a cult following, but does he really? No, you think, ask most people what's going on in Spawn Comics. They can't tell you. They can tell you what I covers think, are badass and they like, but they can't tell you what's actually going on in the storyline of, of Spawn. It's it's been it's the long I mean three hundred or more episode or issues. It's crazy for yeah, but every time it comes he comes out with the multi like with a 
like the TV show got canceled, right? The Spawn only sells one move. for covers, man. That's why yeah, Spawn the sells stories because never the covers been good. are so badass. I don't know. I saw when I see them on online auctions, they are like high yeah, priced already. Yeah, because of the it covers. Could be. Maybe it's that reason, but they have no problem getting rid of them. I mean, obviously a Hellboy would probably sell pretty quick too. A Cerebus uh, has a pretty good, probably good following too. They all they all have their niche, you know. I, just I think there's say... other movies to be made. Uh, I would say I'm a I'm a big Hellboy fan. Like I've got Hellboy comics. Like I like Hellboy a lot. I've never really cared for Spawn at all. I'd rather see a Hellboy movie before I see a Spawn movie, especially all the shit that Todd McFarlane's been talking about. You're getting that Joe's doing. You're getting a Crow reboot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but quite honestly, I am one of those people that would like to see the Ron Perlman Guillermo del Toro version of Hellboy. I liked um, the first two Hellboy movies. I'd like to see a rated R version of Guillermo del Toro's Hellboy. Because that dude is a fucking... I don't know if you guys have watched Pan's Labyrinth or some of the other movies that Guillermo del Toro's done. He did one that I didn't like. I think it was called Mama or something like that. Uh, he did Shape of the Water. Like all those are really fucking good movies. Like the dude has like creepy visual effects and stuff. Like it's perfect for Hellboy. I just don't understand this Millennium. Which what the fuck is Millennium? That's a movie studio. Yeah, I don't understand their like why they keep feeling like they have to reboot it because they and the first the rights to it and they want to get. So they probably overpaid for the rights to it to do it, and they're trying to recoup some of that money back. So bring Ron Perlman back and Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro is a hot name right now, dude. He his movie was just nominated for Best Picture, that Nightmare Alley last year. He won an Oscar what a year or two prior he's to that always, for Shape of the Water. He's, he's always a hot name. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro is a hot name. You put his movie uh, and make it front and center for another Hellboy movie, it should do well. Way better yeah. than fucking Brian Taylor, who who directed dog shit Ghost of Rider or Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider. I mean that those movies were dog shit. Come on now, but Nicholas Cage, is dude, awesome. Spirit of Vengeance and that first Ghost Rider movie are dog shit. The only thing I like about that first Ghostbuster movie is um, Donnell. Uh, Ghost Rider. Dude, you're all over uh, the. You're all over. Now the I'm getting oh my, my blood pressure. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, it, it goes from Ghost to Rida, like you're you're Asian. It goes to Rida. Uh, to, it, now uh, you're calling it Ghostbusters. Donnell Donnell Logue or what's his name? Donatello. No, the his friend in the first one. Donnell Long or Long Justin Duck Long. Dong. You know who I'm talking about? Long He's Duck from, Dong. <laughs> He's from Grounded for Life, and he was in Gotham, I think. He's in this great show called Terriers. Such a long time. You guys would know him if you if you saw a picture sure. of him. Don't know. Yeah, he's on uh, SVU um, Law and Order. Donald Long, yeah, or Donald Long, yeah. Or no, he's not Long. Logue or something. Logue, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. JP, this guy. He's in the first Ghost Rider. Hey, and if you haven't seen this show right here, the oh, Terriers, that dude. This oh yeah, he was in awesome. 
he had a movie with uh, the the woman who was in Rules of Engagement, that blonde haired girl. He she was in that uh, movie, a TV show on Fox where he was like the parent. Him oh, and Grounded for Life. Yeah, I know. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah, Grounded for Life. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, he was also in Blade. He was in a first Blade movie. What was he? Yes, he was. He was in a first Blade oh, movie. That killed was right here, right there. Yeah, dude's been in a lot of stuff. He's cool, man. Like I liked him in Ghost Rider, but the rest of that movie is just dog shit. He was good in Ghostbusters too. Yeah, <laughs> and Ghost with Patrick Swayze. Yeah, and uh, he played awesome in in Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. Moving man. on. Daredevil. But, There's been a lot in the news about the old Daredevil movie. Um, but Daredevil uh, director Mark Stephen Johnson revealed the Incredible Hulk star Edward Norton nearly made his Marvel live-action debut a few years earlier for a superhero film. In a sit-down with Yahoo, Johnson spoke about the process he went through when choosing the best fit to play Matt Murdock slash Daredevil in his 2003 film, a role that eventually went to Ben Affleck. Among the notable names he spoke about or with about playing the lead in the part was Daredevil was Edward Norton. Then best known for starring in uh, Primal Fear, American History X, and Fight Club, it was definitely one of the roles uh, where everyone was being mentioned. There were a lot of people in the mix. I don't remember if I met with a guy, but I did meet with Edward Norton. He said, I met with a couple um of other actors too but it was a f- but he was a fan of dare uh of daredevil because kevin smith so i ended up casting ben affleck so ben was a, a fan of daredevil because of kevin smith so it ended up being him which secretly low-key i kind of like that old daredevil movie i don't hate it as much as everyone else does i've yet to see it you don't hate <laughs> don't hate what the old uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil. Mm. I, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just kind of middle it's of the road typical, for me. It sounds like a typical um, superhero movie for the for the first part of you know two thousand until Iron Man came out. They all were decent. Just fun to see your character on the screen, but none of them. They were. the bad like the parts you haven't seen it, JP. No. They, the parts that are pretty laughable are the suit, like his condom suit. <laughs> it's like latex, like it's like it is, skin it is tight very, latex. Is um, and then when they do, there's a scene where they're on the rooftop and it's raining, and he kiss, kisses uh, Jennifer uh, Garner, Garner, and the rain's dropping and it's showing like his echolocation. It's pretty laughable. Like, honestly, the way the show did kind of his echolocation stuff was the best because it didn't really dive as far into it as the movie did. But aside from those things, like, it's it's a watchable movie. It's just not great. I like but, it. yeah, he looks like he has a condom on his head. <laughs> He's ribbed for her pleasure. Right? Would you agree with that statement, Matt? What? He's wearing a condom. He's ribbed no, I don't think he's wearing a condom. But... Is it a Magnum condom or just like a regular Trojan condom? Oh, it's Ben Affleck. Have you not seen Gone Girl? It's definitely a Magnum. 
He's packing. I, I saw Gone Girl. I didn't see that he <laughs> he goes the sexual. Magnum. I was gonna say to fit his ego, it's got to be a Magnum. <laughs> nah, dude. He, it, when he gets in the shower at the end, when his wife is is checking him for a bug at the end of Gone Girl, it's like he's packing some some girth down there. So. Well, Marky Mark did the same thing in that in that uh, boogie nights. It wasn't real. Yeah, but you don't actually ever see it. Like you see full on see dong oh. and berries in Gone Girl. Yeah, so you see, you, like, it looks like a baby's arm dong. holding an apple. Dude, have you seen you boogie saw, nights? Yeah, I've seen seen he thing. literally drops his pants and like shakes his dick in the mirror. Uh, it's been so long. I just I remember it's all prosthetic. That's, a, that's right, something JP? you don't get out of your head, long man. Dick dong. <laughs> yeah, that is that is for Dirk Diggler, baby. Dirk Diggler. <laughs> Oh my god, that's it's that movie is that movie is full of tits until the very end and it's fake Mark Wahlberg dong. No, it was in the beginning because I was like, oh man, we gotta start with that because he I thought it was at the end when he stands in the mirror. The helicopter. I thought that was the beginning, but maybe I'm wrong. But either way, they could have done the same with Ben Affleck. Just put some putty on that and said, here you go, we'll make you feel good about yourself. Is it prosthetic or is it prosthetic? Prosthetic. Prosthetic. Is it prosthetic, prosthetic or is it computer? It was a it was uh like a mold. It was a uh, like uh play It was a stunt cock. Have yeah. you ever seen Orgasmo? Stunt cock and the big black dude comes in. <laughs> Orgasmo's hilarious. Stunt cock. Stunt cock. You need more. That's funny. But I can't believe you but, uh, it was Let's get off of dicks here. We'll go to something else. <laughs> Carney weapons. Carney weapon. Would you have Carney to West see... says it was a strap on. Would you want to see Edward Norton as Daredevil? No. Yeah, I I'm don't. Good. I agree. That ship has sailed. Maybe Brad Pitt as Daredevil from Fight Club. <laughs> the two of them could have been the same movie together. There you go. Is uh, that just the toy? That image? for Valentine's Day? Yeah, we got our first look at Todd Phillips' Joker's two Harley Quinn. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Listen, when Kyle and I were doing this show, we talked about Batman's pipe for. That was my first hour. introduction to the show. So that's just was Batman's root for the hours. The bat room. <laughs> you got a first look at have... Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn in the first screenshot for the Joker sequel. Not digging it, but yet she's. I think not this is when she's a psycho- psychiatrist. Yeah, like she's probably giving them therapy in the jail cell or or jail or whatever. But I don't know. I'm. It's not on my list of things to uh, uh, see right when they. Dude, come out. I said the first thing about the first. I said the same thing about the first one. Ended up going to see it. I'm like, this movie is fucking awesome. So I love the first Joker, so I'm definitely excited, and I'll see this day one. But when they announced the first one, we're like, why do we want a movie with like no Batman? It makes no sense. It was. I, I saw it. It was good. It just took a long time to build up to the end, and I get the point. It was a, you know, talked about depression and, and mental issues, and um, it's just. It wasn't the Joker movie I wanted to see. I just Heath Ledger was my favorite, and how he portrayed the Joker, I just I, I'd love to see a whole movie of just. Him I see a lot of similarities between the two of them. They are, but I wanted to see the the violence. You know, this the crazy. I think you're going to get it in this next one. 
I think well, it was an origin story. It. it was an origin story. Like, I, I feel like in this, and you started to see it towards the end when he, he goes to that movie studio and shoots, uh, who was that? Pacino? De Niro. De Niro. Was it De Niro? De Niro. Um, you start to see it like this next movie, I think, is going to be balls to the wall. The only thing that's weird about it is they're going to be singing. Yeah. Like it's a musical. Which I, I still think welcome. that's a work. I really don't think it's going to be a full on musical. I think I think it will be a musical, was... but only in his head. Like I think it's going to be adding to how crazy he is. We'll see. It's coming but, out Valentine just in time for Valentine's Day. Once it comes no, out, no, they just released this picture on Valentine's oh. Day. Yeah, I'm more interested to see Harley, uh, Lady Gaga's version of Harley Quinn than I am anything else. I, you know, I, I think that after James Gunn's release and the DC, the extended universe, correct? That's what he's calling Elseworlds. That. Elseworlds, excuse me. That this kind of stuff can play. You can have Henry Cavill come back. You can have a um, Michael B. Jordan or somebody play Superman. You can have Harley Quinn, you know, her play Harley Quinn and, and Joaquin play um, Joker and really make it play and have the standalone movies. I think that really opens it up to have a different take on a lot of these characters. So I think this fits your – it's not a movie I'm in, in a rush to see, but I, I will see it. I want to so see we'll a good Red that. Sun movie. I love that story. The animated feature did nothing. But if you have you have you read Red Sun, the book, JP? JP Superman? doesn't read comics. How many times you over this? I I look, I, look I think I don't read comics, and I still read some. <laughs> I need to JP catch up. I was at a Super Bowl party, and my buddy was telling me more about Damian Wayne and and Thomas Wayne being uh, from the Flashpoint. I was like, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Batman with the red eyes. That's Thomas yeah, Wayne. Thomas Wayne and the. Because when Flash goes, he goes to a universe where Bruce Wayne dies instead of Thomas Wayne, and then what drives him to become Batman? There's also a story in that where Bruce Wayne dies and Thomas Wayne becomes Batman, and his Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. Yeah, that's what he said. I was like, that's crazy. That's in Red good. Sun, is it Thomas Wayne or Bruce Wayne? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Well, I don't I read Superman. I'm not a Superman so fan. I Red will Sun's never, a good story, dude. I don't give it, a shit about Superman. So it's basically every if, Superman comic ever can lick my balls. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Basically, the whole nuts. story, JP, <laughs> yeah. is if if Clark or Kyle, whatever, <laughs> you can suck landed, on these little prosthetic nuts. <laughs> if he would have landed 12 hours earlier, he would have landed on the other side of the world, and he becomes Russia's Superman. Oh. Nice. Is the whole premise of the story. And it's an awesome idea. And then they made the animated movie out of it and it sucked ass. <laughs> but the book Superman. was awesome. He sucks ass. Well, that buddy of mine, he that he knew all those stories, he has a bunch of trade paperbacks or or what do you call those? Um on uh on the bus. On the bus. I bar I only read the read. Well, yeah, Red Sun's not long. I think I got I think I bought I, it. I have the Dark Knight trade paperback. I still have yet to read it. I keep bringing it. I have it next to my, you know, read at night. I just watch King of Queens and fall asleep. So I've been wanting to read Dark Knight for a while and it still sits there. <laughs> I haven't got past the first page. So it's just not, I, it's not my thing. 
but so moving on mila kunis best known for playing jackie bird on that 70s show and voicing meg griffin on family guy was recently spotted meeting with uh, matt shakeman the director of marvel studios fantastic four reboot film images of the meeting were shared on twitter with the caption reading translated from portuguese in the week, the director of Fantastic Four reveals that the casting of the film of its first team of Marvel is happening. Matt Shakeman uh, was seen talking and having coffee with actress Mila Kunis uh, last Tuesday in Los Angeles. At this time, it is unknown if Shakeman was discussing a possible role for Kunis in Fantastic Four, which is scheduled to begin principal photography in early 2024. So a lot of the buzz is that she is going to the Sue Storm. I like her. I just don't know if I like her as Sue Storm. Sue Storm's supposed to be it. blonde hair. But you can dye her hair or I put a wig so. on her. I guess it doesn't matter. They change a lot of stuff and it fits it fits better sometimes. So I'm honestly surprised you're not seeing her pop up in more stuff with the whole Ukrainian Russian thing going on. She, she's kind of become like their poster child. You know she's from know. the Ukraine, right? Her and right, Ashley JP? Kutcher are both kind of taking a step back. That. I guess they the have name, kids but... together. They've both kind of taken a step back from acting, even though Ashley Kutcher just popped back up in a rom com with um, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. And yes. I want to watch it. Does that make me? Uh, Aaron and I watched <laughs> yeah. it. Aaron and I watched it the other night. It's okay. It's not great. It's pretty predictable. I like Ashley Kutcher, but. I wouldn't mind seeing her see him naked. Honestly. Uh I don't know, man. I I had I, read that they need to they're gonna cast Sue Storm first and then let every and fill in the rest after she's cast. I don't know why I, that's the important part, but I think Sue Storm and the thing are gonna be big names. And I think they're gonna get unknowns for Reed and Johnny. What do you say? I don't think I don't know, cause cause the thing would be an easy an easy casting to get a big name because it's all voice work. Except for you know if well there from what I've read they're not showing the origin. Like when the movie starts, he's already going to be the thing. So it's all voice work, and I mean, well, let's look at the other people they've gotten for just voice work. They've gotten uh, Bradley Cooper, Vin Diesel, um, fucking Miley Cyrus. Like it's always like a name Brock that's Lesnar. who is Miley Cyrus? My, Molly's Miley Cyrus was in game uh Guardians of the Galaxy. They got uh, Miley Cyrus, they got Michael um Lex Luthor. What's his name? Lex Luthor uh, from uh, from Smallville. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh Are you talking about Michael Rosenbaum? Yeah, he was in Guardians. Um, but it, it seems like they can always get like pretty recognizable people for the voice acting because there's not as much into it. It's like the same with like animated movies, right? Like these people can come in and do animated movies. There's not as much th that goes into it as like a live action performance. But you <coughs> you got to get someone if you're going to have someone play Ben Grimm, he's got to have that good like Brooklyn accent. Yeah, and he like yeah, Chickless. So like Brooklyn accent. Chickless already did it. Well, we can you bring him back and brought back. Nah. You don't think like an Affleck could do it? No. He sounds too Boston. Yeah, you don't he want Boston. He doesn't have to be from Brooklyn. 
that's literally Ben Grimm's big thing is being from Brooklyn. So you gotta, it, you gotta, you want to have that New York heavy New York accent. Otherwise, you could just have Will Sasso do it. He's not doing anything. <laughs> the Brooklyn Brawler. You know. I don't know. What, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh-huh. Jerry yeah, Seinfeld. That would sound good. Would sound it's the thing! Time. I'm the thing! <laughs> I'm the thing! Look, look at the thing! Yeah. <laughs> terrible Steve, Jerry Seinfeld Steve, impersonations right there. But Steve he would Buscemi. sound terrible as the thing. Steve Buscemi is the thing. Buscemi. I would pay money for that. Yeah, well, I'm just looking at <laughs> New Yorker actors. Christian Slater. <laughs> Adrian Brody. Be a bad. You wouldn't be bad, but I, I really do think they're going to go with like a big name, Larry David. <laughs> was... You know Larry David, right, Matt? Yes. Uh, that would be a good one if the thing was going to scream most of the time. <laughs> Duchovny. David Duchovny. No. Uh... Oh. Hank Azaria, which could do any voice you wanted him to. Jonah Hill. And Jonah Hill is the thing. Not There's really the not that, Johnson. like, most of these actors, like these New Yorker actors, are fucking old, dude. Like, there's not a lot of, like, big, big up. Yeah, but you're going to want to, like, Pacino and De Niro are the only ones that I could see, like, they have that gruffness to them that won't sound like a small child. You got Billy Crystal, <laughs> who's who, you, the thing would talk, and everybody would think Mike Mike Wazowski. <laughs> That's right. Maybe John Goodman. No, he doesn't have much of an accent. Oh, um, the guy who plays Hank Schrader in um, Breaking Bad, Dean uh, Norris. But it doesn't have to be body type. Could be no, anybody. I'm just saying he could voice he could voice him too. Two New York actors under fifty, but he would have to be the roughly the same age as Reed, right? Yeah, but he's yeah, gonna be impressed. No, he's age. older than Reed. He's gonna, vo- he's gonna be voices, voice only. He's older than Reed. Just have think? um, just have Michael. I thought King he was. Voice him. Best friends, I thought they are, but I thought he was well. I guess because Chickless was older in that first movie than the guy, or at least he looked older. That I thought thing was supposed to be like an older brother type, or a guy always looked after Reed, sort of covered his ass. So it's just like what's interesting to me is like you don't get a lot of people being tied to Sue Storm but like Reed Richards and Johnny Storm you get so many people you got I so many seen casting that many rumors. Johnny yeah there's um it's been uh Joe Kiri from Stranger Things Zach Efron um there's been talk of Chris Evans coming back to play him <laughs> oh I heard possibly Chris Evans in the Secret Wars the dude who plays um, Reacher and was Hawk in... Um, oh, um, Alan... Richson? 
Richson or Richardson or Richardson, something like that. Rickman. That would be, that would be a good one. Alan Rickman, card was it? Wes. Or John Berenthal. He'd be good, but I, I have a feeling he's going to be Punisher again. To play the Human Torch? No, to. Uh, oh, the thing. The thing, yeah. The voice, okay. Get John Cena to do it. Screw it. Maybe The Rock will do it. <laughs> Since he's a rock, right? That makes sense. David Crumholtz? He's kind of got that New Yorker. Rich. I don't I don't think the uh, I don't think the accent the means name. that much, man, cuz I think that if they get the right actor that for Ben they for could ben all Grimm do a New York. Does. No, but I think that you could have them do a New Yorker accent. Look at Bradley Cooper, that's not his real accent. That's not his real voice. Okay. Think about any think about the girl who plays uh, in The Last of Us. She has a thick accent. I don't know where she's from. She's I think British. Ireland or whatnot. British? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, she doesn't sound like that. So, I mean, sure, they could, if you get somebody who can, can do it, it'll be fine. Pedro Pascal, I saw him on Saturday Night Live. He's got an accent. Yeah. He does not have it in either one of those shows. What's his accent? It's like, it's like, like a Mexican last accent. I'm not sure. Or huh. Cuban or something like that. He looks like Burt Reynolds so much in that show. It's crazy. Oh, they but, should do uh what's the Burt Reynolds movie that he's famous for? Kindergarten Cop. Uh, Smoking the Bandit. Smoking the Bandit. They should do a Smoking in the Bandit movie. Cop and a half. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. That'd be awesome. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's Cop and a Half. He's Chilean. Yeah, he's Chilean. I'm gonna be Chilean these nuts on your forehead. Moving on. <laughs> Time for TV show reviews. Nice. <laughs> Might use that later. Uh. Like that. Last of Us. <laughs> caught up in the Last of Us. Yep. Yes, yeah, sir. I think. I don't. <laughs> I don't understand the hype of the last episode of the set of the last of us. I don't think it's as good as um, the previous episode. Yeah. I thought it was good. Like, but it was kind of, um, nothing about it was shocking. I think it's cause you played the game. Like I didn't, I knew the dude, the, what happens with the brothers and I wasn't like, invested in their characters at any point even his his little relationship with ellie like i just i never felt invested in them when i knowing that they both die in the game it's like eh. yeah but just watching the show like my wife never played it and my wife's like oh uh they're gonna die at the end of this like she even saw it coming i didn't know what i didn't see coming which i what's that jp I didn't know they're gonna die. Now it's ruined. I'm not gonna watch it anymore now. Who's gonna die? You said they're both gonna die, Ellie and No, 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 no. no, no. Right? The two people from the last episode. Not talking about Joel the and Ellie. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant that. I was like, damn it. Although if you want some spoiler alerts, we can talk about the last of us too. <laughs> and that'll really spoil some shit for you. Um, That's all right. No, my wife sure? saw it coming. The part that I didn't see coming, which I felt stupid after it happened that I didn't see it coming, was the 
are we going to spoilers, right? Yeah. The truck falling into the ground and all those things coming out. Oh, I see. Why didn't I see that coming? Oh, I, like, I figured that's that like zombie the trope one oh one, dude. <laughs> like, yep. Like it falls into the ground. And I'm like, oh shit, there's gonna be a bunch of zombies that run out of there. I don't know why well, how else they, they reference all those guys. They referenced earlier in the episode about zombies living underground. And I just yep. I just ignored it. I'm usually pretty good at like being like, oh, that's gonna come up later. And I I never once that's like zombie one hundred and one, think... dude. Like whenever your main heroes are are surrounded and there's like no way out, that there's some way that the horde of zombies is going to attack the people that are like antagonizing horde. them. It's one of the coolest hordes that I've seen. It's crazy. So, yeah. That that one big dude zombies. that was he looked like a big plant coming after that's them. That's a bloater. It's a, a bloater. bloater. They explode. In the game, they're called bloaters, and they explode. He was fucking some people up. Oh, yeah. He didn't He's explode in this, though. That kind of bummed me out. Matt? No, he didn't. They just shot him dead. He never exploded. Yeah. You, you know, probably a million more bucks to get him to explode. Hey, it's HBO money, man. They actually, money. <laughs> they're cutting every show from their service. I wonder how much money they actually have. I was kind of bummed the little kid died because I thought that her blood was going to save him. And I'm like, that's really not how it works. But I thought maybe that's just it's a zombie movie. Maybe it will. But it, it did. See, and Matt and I have played the game. So there's literally like no surprises. I think that's what was so intriguing to me about the, the last episode that everyone was like, it's the best episode of television ever. Is that it deviated from the game and you saw a lot of stuff that you didn't see in the game. You got a lot of backstory to it and mm -hmm. it wasn't like playing the game. It, I never, you know, it wasn't stuff I already knew. So. Yeah. It felt very different because in the game, and I think we talked about this briefly in the game, um, Frank and bill bill is with Joel and they walk up on Frank's body hanging from, the rafters yeah. and bill kind of alludes that they're partners yeah but bill's still alive and he's alive you never see bill die like i don't think bill ever dies right matt um i because you hear him referenced later yeah yeah he's referenced in the second game yeah so um and then but their whole purpose in the first game is for them to get a truck so that is ultimately solved in the show but the whole love you know uh relationship thing that was much more explicitly addressed in the tv show than it was in the game it was kind of ambiguous in the in the game yeah it was just explicitly shown yes it was explicitly shown in the show but in in the game he just says oh he's my former partner or we were partners or something like that he says it <laughs> we're brothers <laughs> yeah, it doesn't in a way that that makes you think that they could have go either way. Yeah, it it could be. Yeah, but I guess that's one of the things, Matt. Like you and I have, we've had countless conversations on these video game movies and TV shows failing, and we're like, why don't they? Like, this is a great story. Why don't they get the people from the comic books or the video game to help write the story? This is the first time that I've actually seen something like this, where one of the primary writers of the show is the creator of the game 
and now we're getting no surprises for the most part. You think yeah, it's very um it's by the book. For the most part. I mean, they make changes, of course, but but nothing huge. No. No. But do you think this is kind of us like, okay, we gave you what you asked for, and now we're feeling a bit like Well, I think it's more so that you're the minority people who've played the game and know the story are the minority here and they're trying to appeal to the the bigger mass. audience of the mass audience who haven't played the game and don't know the story. And so it's, you know, that's who's really invested in it. If you're a fan of the game, you're invested in just because your love of the story in this world that this game built and you're excited seeing it on the big, you know, on TV screens versus in the video game. Yeah. Well, I never played the video game, but I saw that, they go to the different cities and the one city was Pittsburgh. And I was looking forward to them going there in the third or fourth episode. And then they went to Kansas city instead. So it, that bummed me up. So they got to stick to the script. Like you poor Yenzers. You poor Yenzers. Oh my gosh. They screwed us up. Yeah. You're hoping they were going to take a trip to Kennywood and ride the <laughs> roller coasters, huh? Yep. Hell yeah. I was just, I just saw that it was just there a couple days ago. You're at Kennywood. Rides weren't open, but no, I yeah. passed by it. So, yeah. uh, Kenny's it looks Woods. Great. Kenny's Woods. We used to say back in the day, if your fly was down, Kennywood was open to let people know that your fly's down, so you can zip up your pants. You just say, "Hey, Kennywood's open," and they go, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> All right, yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> Kennywood, but nothing else to say on the Last of Us, Lance. I guess not. I I like it. I look forward to it every night. My wife actually watches it with me, so sort of our thing to watch Sunday night. I'm into it, even though I didn't play the game. So I think that's the best way to watch the show. Like my wife's into it too, and she never played the game, and I have. So like she's like, "Oh, you're watching the next episode without me?" And like if I do, and she's she's trying to get super into it, but I'm just like, I don't know what's gonna happen because I've played the game. Yeah. But. Yeah, neither one of us know anything about it, so it's kind of you know, like in the zombie movie, it's like World War Z, but in in episode format. So, I kind of look at it like watching The Walking Dead for me, reading the comic and then watching the show and trying to see what's going to happen and the little changes that are made and things like that. Like, I I liked being surprised by the deviation of the episode, you know, episode three. So. Sorry, guys. My fucking kids, dude. Did you hear them yelling outside my door? No. Or oh, she yelling no. for more chicken nuggies? No, dude. They turned off all the lights in the house, and they're chasing each other and just screaming. And I'm like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> all right. I can hear well, my dog barking. So, yeah, I'm surprised you guys haven't heard that either. Let's get into what everyone's here for, and let's get into talking. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. Yes, yes, yes. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Lance, why don't you give us a synopsis of Quantum Mania for people? a synopsis? Synopsis. It's not here. <laughs> uh, okay, so this movie, uh, really, like you don't really have to watch. I guess it, it follows from where 
Ant-Man and the Wasp, the previous movie started off or ended from uh, Janet Van Dyne is back. Um, apparently she's got some secrets. Uh, Cassie makes a device that's like kind of like a two-way radio for the quantum realm. Um, and they get sucked into the quantum realm. This is all the stuff that you've seen from the trailer. Um, and there's some nefarious stuff that happens down there. And you see Jonathan Majors here. He plays a new version of Kang that we have not seen before. He was in Loki as he who remains. Is that what they call him in that? Yep. He who remains, which is a different version of the same character. And you're starting to realize that there's a lot of versions of this character potentially. And uh, they go down there and they have to get out. It's very um, kind of honey. I shrunk the kids. Yep. Star Wars, Star Trek, all. I heard like uh, Tron, much like Tron Legacy. Yeah. I, not so much digital, but from a story wise standpoint. Yes, I could see that. It's it, it, it's pretty similar tropes to a lot of these movies we've seen. It's it's a group of people that get pulled into another place, not by their own, you know, by something bad happening or whatever, and then have to get out. It's a Trek movie, you know. Yep. But there's uh, they kind of get pulled into the quantum realm because of the signal, and uh, are having a hard time getting out. And you find out that Cassie has been a little bit more involved with the superhero life than than her dad knows. Um, but there's a lot of throwaways in this. I mean, the story basically revolves around Kang, Ant-Man, and Cassie. I mean, the Wasp, Janet Van Dyne, and, and uh, Hank Pym are kind of... They don't play huge roles to the story, except for Janet, who has been there previously. But it's a Paul Rudd, Cassie, and Kang movie. Would you agree with that, Matt? It centers around the three of them mostly. Yeah. I think Janet Van Dyne I mean, it plays a bigger role than, than you're portraying because she's kind of the reason for all of this. Yeah, she's a linchpin for the most part. She probably had a bigger role in it than um, the Wasp did. Yeah, yeah. Hope and Hope and Hank, they, I mean, they're just there for support, really. I mean, nothing. They don't move the needle one way or the other. But but Cassie's Cassie definitely plays a huge role in this movie. And now we're starting to see. So this is the third recast for Cassie. Uh, you know, and obviously the first one going aged from up. the young girl it was aged up, but they recasted to Catherine Newton from the that's actress. A good, that's a good way to put that, Sam. Daddy, daughter is 50% of the movie. Mommy, dark secrets, the other 50%. Grammy, dark secrets, right? Yeah, but they don't touch like too hard on her side. Like they show a, a quick scene of her interaction with Kang. But you never really get, see her like fighting him after that. They just allude to the fact that she was involved in a war against him after she's kind of the one that propped him up into a position of power to begin with. But it doesn't get into that. And Bill Murray, I mean, he's in this movie for a grand total of what, 20 seconds? 
I'd say more like five minutes, but yeah. And then period. you never, I was, I was expecting some sort of pay. You, you cast Bill Murray in this movie. I was expecting some sort of payoff at the end for Bill Murray being in this movie. And it like Jeff Goldblum in, um, in uh, Thor Ragnarok. There's some, yeah, but there. Jeff Goldblum, you saw, didn't you see him again in something else? Yeah. You saw him in another, I forget what movie it was, but definitely he got a lot more payback than Bill Murray got. Cause yeah. Yeah, there was, was no, there was no pay. There was no. I agree with Sam. Bill Murray was exquisite. Yes, he was. I liked him. <laughs> oh, I loved him. I, I got happy when I saw him on the screen. It's just, it felt. You have somebody of the caliber of Bill Murray, and it just felt kind of like, oh, here's Bill Murray. Now shut up, you fucking idiots. You know what I mean? Well, you think about, I mean, the overall arching of story of Janet and her time there. They don't tell you, like you said. What happened after Kang, you know, she made that um, device huge. What kind of fight did he have? How long after that was she still stuck there? Uh, obviously, those people all hated her. All the rest of the uh, quantum maniacs uh, didn't like her because they because of what she did and needed to build. Excuse Murray, me. So they it. preferred to be called quantum maniacs. <laughs> quantum maniac. Very good. <laughs> we are the quantum maniacs. Did it. So. They just sort of scooted over that part of her origin. And all this stuff's coming up. Well, her husband, she goes, well, I had needs. Well, you're in freaking uh, the quantum mania. What kind of needs do you have? They're, they're, you know, they didn't look normal, like normal people down there. Who was she banging? Bill Murray, apparently. What the Christ? Here's the other thing I don't understand. They get into the quantum realm by shrinking. And they are frequently in this movie getting bigger and smaller and bigger and smaller. Couldn't you just at any point just make yourself big and get out? Isn't that the whole thing of the quantum realm is you're so you're at a subatomic. I mean, she does it to get in the seams of she makes herself small to get in the missile. Janet does. So obviously that's how you get in the quantum realm. Why didn't they just make themselves big to get out of it? And the other thing is, at the end of the movie when he's so maybe i just don't understand quantum subatomic shit but most of the movie he makes himself big goes godzilla mode on this little city wouldn't he then go into a different plane of the quantum realm like i just don't fucking get it you it's almost like a multiversal thing it's um he you went subatomic you went so low that you were no longer in the planes of big and small you're in a different a whole different like multiverse essentially in the quantum realm so but they get into like, it by going small well they get no they go into it by getting sucked into it's like a rift like a time rift, or i wouldn't say a time rift but like a portal rift they get sucked in to the portal that's opened by modok which by the way fucking best part of this movie uh, well, get, the whole theater, <laughs> I could hear him basically audibly say, "What the fuck, <laughs> dude?" Aaron, Aaron was dying laughing at his little legs, like she was. La- Every time he came on screen with his little legs, she was losing her mind. But um, yeah, so it's, essentially, it's like they open up a portal and they get sucked through the portal into the quantum realm. So it's not like you see it in the first Ant Man where he goes subatomic. It's it's almost like they're getting rift into a different dimension. Yeah, yeah, but Janet Van Dyne got there from going small. 
but in the first movie. Yeah. So she got there by going small. Can't they get out by going big? It's a different realm now. It's a different realm. Think of it like going through a portal to a different realm. Here's how a different plane of existence, essentially. I'll explain it this way. E equals MC squared. That's all you need to know. All right, Albert. It's like your wiener. All right. It's really small. (laughs) But if it's in a midget's hands, it looks huge. All right. Think of it like that. It is almost it's like Narnia. Thank thank you, Sam. It's like Narnia. Narnia, you go through a door in your closet and you're in a different world. So why does so what then going small is just the trigger to the portal to get into the quantum realm? And at that point, you're can be whatever you can be as big as you want to be wherever your imagination will take you so did they so earlier in the movie it says um someone says to janet or something that he needs pim particles to get out of there is that just to make that device his mind is what he calls it needs small yes he needs pim particles to yes shrink the the core of the engine to put it back in that device. <clears throat> the other thing was, okay, so he goes into this probability storm, which I thought was hilarious. I said, oh, that's that's an interesting idea. And then Scott Lang in the Baskin Robbins suit comes up. Fantastic. Why the fuck would Scott? It's a probability storm. In what decision did he make in that point that he's like, I'm going to change into my Baskin Robbins uniform? Well, because it's all supposed to be about, happening in that moment. He talked about his time in Baskin Robbins in, in the beginning of the movie and in his book and stuff, and so it's 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 just another subconscious part of Scott Lang. It's a part of. But his I thought it was stuff. all every time he makes a decision in that moment. His name splintering. tag did say Jack. Yes. It. I thought it was in that moment. It was splintering. Yeah. So, it's all different parts of his subconscious coming out and different versions of himself coming out. So there's, of course, that Baskin-Robbins version. Yeah. Had I thought about working at Baskin-Robbins, that pops out. Had I you know, thought to make a right instead of a left, had I thought to whatever. Oh, so it's not it's not like say yes or no, and if I say no and the other version says yes to me, that, that splinters from that point in time. Right. It's just all the probabilities of what this person could have yes. been. Every probability is, is coming out That makes once. more sense. I thought it was every time he was making a decision, it was getting split off, and these two no, different no, no. things made different decisions. No. No, because at the end, the reason why he was able to get everyone working together because they had the same conscious Goal, thought. Which was saving Goal. Cassie, yeah. So you really got deep in this, Lance. Jeez. Maybe I, I honestly... Out to- I hate watching these movies because I study them. I miss the days when I could just walk in and fucking enjoy it. Cause that's usually what my second viewings for the first viewing. I'm like, I'm picking them apart. See, I wouldn't, I'd go in there and enjoy it the first time. And then if you're going to go see it again, then you pick it apart. Yeah. But I got this stupid show that I got to (laughs) do. Well, you know, since it's a stupid show, you can just see your way out of here, shrink out of here. Like, your penis (laughs) like your penis and a midget you know what i mean like i want to have i want to have like questions and stuff that i can bring to the group or whatever or like different 
perspectives that I was thinking as I was watching this. I also afterwards, I asked my wife, like what she thinks of it. My wife really liked it. I liked it. Like I thought it was very Star Wars, Star Trek style movie. I guess my only issue with it is it didn't feel unique enough, I guess. Like it was all things that I feel like I've seen in other versions of this or other other movies of this type you know what i mean like nothing in it like the world creation like it was a beautiful movie i thought the cgi in this was some of the best that marvel's done in the last you know three or four years but i agree it nothing felt new and it also wasn't as funny as I would have expected a Paul Rudd movie to be like the first two I felt were a lot more humorous. I'm glad than this wasn't. one. I mean, it had its moments, but I I'm glad it, it wasn't just comedy after comedy after comedy. It, the, the yeah. I don't want, I don't want it overloaded, but it, it was over two hours and I didn't look at my watch once like I did it with black Panther or with Thor. Um, See, Love and I Thunder. liked Black I like Panther this. better than this. I, no, I like this one better. I like this one a lot. It it moved the needle on phase five, which is what I've been wanting to see. And I thought that Black Panther would do the same thing with Namor. <laughs> and it didn't. What hurt you, Lance? <laughs> I thought I thought the performances were better in this movie. Like I thought everybody did a good job there's not one performance i was like oh that was bad no i think it, it the movie was fun to watch it was visually stunning the kang concept was oh know, jonathan majors was, is amazing he's he's awesome in that role and the end credit scenes were great and really just and talking about incursions was like oh nice here we go you know, I, I, I'm kind of pissed. Not, I'm not pissed. But, you know, they change stuff a lot. But it isn't going to be Doom. Like, he's Doom's supposed to be this the Secret Wars person from the 2015 run. And it looks like it's going to be Kang. So, uh, we'll I have think to wait Doom's, longer I for think Doom. Doom's coming. Yeah, but he had a bigger role in Secret Wars. It wasn't Kang. So, uh, unless... But the Kang Dynasty is the movie after. You don't think Doom is going to still play a role in Secret <laughs> Wars and then... Kang Dynasty comes before Secret Wars. Bodoc right? was original. Kang was menacing. There was a buff chick. The buildings were alive. The oh. ooze got holes. <laughs> that was really funny. I've got holes. And then he... You're going to... This movie almost guarantees you're going to see Doom because there is such a... There's such a dynamic... Well, in relationship between Doom and Kang that kind of go hand in hand that they have with each other, that there's no way you're going to get Kang and not get Doom. So you're going to get Doom in a Fantastic Four movie. And you're going to get Doom. Yep. You're going to see Doom and Kang, a version of Kang interact together. I wouldn't even be surprised if you get the original Kang from this movie and somehow Doom is the one that saves him from the the realm he was sucked into. Um, there you go. Maybe. That being said, I I'm there's more... So much. <clears throat> That being said, I'm more um, disappointed that we're not going to see an Iron Man in Kang interaction. I would like to see that, since you just like you got in the in the comics. Um, but other than I that, think, I think, I think it, I still think that that's coming. 
I don't. I think I don't. Well, we're gonna get another version of Kang. Probably we're gonna one get all even... of them. You got in the the post credits, and you got Rama Tut. You got all these different versions of the Kang, Portis. the Conqueror. Yeah, but I think in Kang, the Kang Dynasty movie in Secret Wars, like it's gonna be the worst version of him, right? I think like this is going to be something version. that's like, this is the worst version of him. Yeah, that's what they say. But why would they have the worst version killed off so quickly? Then then it makes the threat. No, he'll mean, come back. He'll come back. He's going to know that he's dead. This Kang is dead. Well, the three brothers not dead. or the not. They're not brothers. But, you know, uh, Ramata and the, those guys at the end, they say, yes, he's dead. No, they don't. I don't think he's not dead. Yeah, they, they did do. say that they killed him. They said they killed him, not us. I don't think he's dead. He'll come back. Yeah, He'll come back from that wherever he got sucked into, and that'll be part of that the Kang Dynasty movie and, and maybe the uh, Secret Wars. I, I, I like, think he'll come back. Hey, Larry, what's going on? I like Lance or Max or God damn it, Lance Max. I'll just go through Couch Cruncher's name, Tyler, and then I'll eventually get to Sam. <laughs> he went to the probability storm and he's fighting himself. I do like that idea. Okay. Oh, yes, I think yes. Kang the Conqueror will come back. It even says at the end, Kang will return. Because they're right, not all he, known as Kang. Because think of it, the one in Loki is he who remains. This is Kang the Conqueror. Then you've got Rama Tut. They're all known by different names. Well, who were that the three? Sense. Was Immortus, Rama Tut, and who was the other one? That Crimson Centurion or something, or <sighs> They didn't. It wasn't clear. I saw some different ideas of who that could be, and then there's a a bunch in this in the stadium itself that that could be others. But well, they're all, yeah, they're all d- different versions of this. Right, but this the three entity. the three they showed are supposed to be the three main ones that we'll probably see. We'll definitely see in the Kang Dynasty, and maybe be a bad person in one of the new other movies that may come out before the Kang Dynasty, where this version comes back. So. We'll see how it plays out. You, 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 you know, there's so many probabilities with this stuff that. And then, am I mistaken? He is Reed Richards' son, right? No, he's Reed Richards' father. Is a version of King. So Nathaniel Richards, right? Reed yes. Richards is. They're going to cast a black actor as him, then. Not necessarily, because they don't have to go that route. They don't. Oh, where him... you make him father and son? Yes. Well, who's to say Kang is white? He was blue anyway, so it's hard to... Right. Immortus, Ramatut were, I guess, looked white, but um, Kang being blue, he could... I love the, how they did it. You know, anyone can probably be... Kang's not blue. That was a mask. Right. In but the he comics. Looks blue. He, he... Oh, in the com. I thought you were talking about in the movie. No. I was like, that no, dude but... right there is a black dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I meant because they, they made a blue... The blue cover on on the mask to to try to mimic the comic. On the comic, he's ba- basically blue, so you can use the mask. And I mean, seriously, you go into what the year three thousand is where Nathaniel is it Nathaniel Richard Nate is, is that his name or am I saying an actor's name? Well, Nathaniel Richards, you're right. So yeah, because yeah. you have the yeah the version you're talking say about a thousand years in the future that. Uh, Reed Richards, time, you know, his, you know, he, he it, there isn't a change in, you know. I'm not saying it matters. I'm not, right, I'm, I'm just not, saying it, it doesn't matter to me one way if he's black or white. All I'm right. saying is that every casting 
decision we've heard with the exception of the guy that was in this movie that reads minds was once attached to Reed Richards. It's from the good place. You know, the one that reads thoughts. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I can't for the life of me, remember the actor's name, but he was once mm-hmm. attached to Reed Richards. And that would make sense to me because if he's supposed to be, if it's supposed to be father and son, that makes sense. But everybody else we've seen attached to Reed Richards is definitely a white guy. I just heard they're going to take the guy from the, the green Knight. And make him the Reed Richards. I heard that somewhere. Oh, Dev Patel, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. He's a good actor. I like that guy too. So we'll see. That but I think a, you. I'm can... not. I'm not bothered by that. No, but I, I think you can make <clears throat> Nathaniel Richards whatever color, and who's to say in a thousand years it didn't change? You know, so um, and still still cast who they want if they have someone picked out, and still still would make sense. Yeah, they yeah they can do. I I was just saying it was interesting how there's been nobody attached to the role of Reed Richards except for that one dude. But if you John Krasinski, when he was in Multiverse of Madness, all those when he came into the scene, it was a, a square light that brought him in. And if you watch the arena scene with all the Kangs at the end of this movie, they're all square. Um, oh, know, they're similar. Yeah, they're all similar, so it's similar tech. There was something that they said about in Loki, like the TVAs, the way they come into scenes was very similar too, right? Like it's a square like door yep. thing. So it's similar tech from either Reed Richards got it from Nathaniel or he designed it and they uh, they the Kangs use it or he got it from Kang, who knows? But again, it's kind of like uh, magic and evil and good powers in marble all have different colors. Some are gold, some are red, some are purple, I think. So it has meaning. So maybe these um, doors being light blue have some meaning as well. And there'll be different characters that teleport in differently. Yeah. But yeah, so you got most, you got several versions of Kang in this movie. You got Victor Timely at the end. That's who you see with the second post credit scene with Owen Wilson and Loki. Um, you got He Who Remains and Loki. Then you, the three you see at the end are Rama Tut, Scarlet Centurion, and Amortis. Um, then he is also, like you said, Nathaniel Richards. He's Iron Lad. He, you know, he's got. Mul- there's multiple different versions of this character. So, but um, Kang the Conqueror is the one that is just like the bad the one. badass of badasses. So Sam says Dev like, Patel is Reed Richards, Eliza Gonzalez is Sue Storm, Sam Richardson. You know Sam Richardson. He's currently doing the voice of Shaggy on the Velma show as Ben Grimm. I'm not on board with that one. No, I don't I don't see Dev Patel as being Reed Richards. It doesn't bother me, like if that were to happen. And Eliza Gonzalez doesn't bother me either. Sam Richardson, like I hear his voice in my head. Not Sam from the chat. Sam Richardson, the actor. It, um, I don't like that one at all. His voice is very nerdy and kind of, he doesn't have that, um, that, uh, affirmative type voice, I guess. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Why are we talking about Fantastic Four now? Like, 
Who cares? We're talking about Ant Man. Because uh, we brought up Dev Patel. JP brought up Dev Patel well, as Reed Richards. Oh, blaming me. What the hell? Oh, my gosh. You yeah. brought it up. You said the actor from Green Knight. Because we were talking, I don't know how we got into about Kang and Athena Richards, and <laughs> but this movie's gonna this movie's gonna heavily impact what happens with Fantastic Four. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, you don't think this movie, Loki and Fantastic Four, are gonna be heavily tied together? No, no. I think you're gonna see different versions of Kang, or there's going to be things that tie it together very much, like um, Thanos was tied to Phase One. Um, but I don't think that it's going to play heavily into the events of this movie. Or yeah, you have the events of Kang. It's 2023. In three years, you're going to have Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty. So these movies all have to be connected because. Well, they can do very much like what, you know, the first phase of the Infinity Saga did and connect them through post credit scenes. There can be things that happen in post credit that connect these movies. But that was five years with Loki. Yeah, but that was five years from Avengers to Endgame was five or six years. You're talking three years here. So they have to be probably. But look at this. So how does anything that's happened right now connect into Kang other than Loki? Multiverse Madness connected. How? Because they were talking about them using that tech, the uh, getting into the multiverse, like they they sort of like um, they used America Chavez to get it out of the multiverse, right? But then they used it for uh, Peter Parker and No Way Home. So they well they he he used a spe- well, yes, that's the that's the multiverse stuff. Right, so that's where I'm talking the connection is the multiverse connection, which is the timelines being ripped. They had said because these people because they're using the Kangs, the three Kangs at the end were using the multiverse as their own playground. And whenever others started using it, that this Kang thought it needed to stop, and that was his rationale to fight them, and that's why they banished him, or that was his thinking was to stop them from using it as their playground. But now that others in the uh, Marvel universe are using it, then that sort of puts them on the radar. Kind of like it was in that Star Trek movie where once they were able to hit light speed or warp speed, it like all the the Vulcans, you know, knew that they were around now and they were. Um, it said it in Endgame too, or, or in Avengers. Now that you know we have superheroes, now they can attack us, right? Now they're but in the MCU on though, the map. In the MCU, there are only. A handful of people who know. There's only really four people who know who Kang is: Scott, one of them, Cassie, Hope, Janet, and Hank. There's sorry, five. There's five people. No, Loki doesn't know who Kang is. Loki knows who he who remains, and now Victor Timely. That's it. Yeah, but once you have, once they talked about the incursions, and Reed Richards talked about the Doctor Strange. Once that connection is done or starts how you get to the secret wars yeah but they don't know that there's this big bad in king loki knows that there's a big bad guy because he that remains tells loki that if you kill me that this is going to happen right so he knows it yeah they know something's coming but he doesn't know it's kang but he knows it's something 
of that magnitude. And Kang the Conqueror says many times he's fought the Avengers many times and killed them many times. And he even makes reference to killing Thor. He makes reference to, or he asks Ant-Man, have I killed you before? Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. It's, it's the first time that we've that we've seen one of these in a while where I have so many questions about the future. Like, I don't feel like I had that with Black Black Panther. and um... Because it wasn't meant to. It was an end. Black Panther is ending a phase. And this is a new beginning. So, But they're all supposed movie, to lead into Secret Wars and Kang well, Dynasty. What this movie did... Well, no. Phase 5 and forward is going to do that. Like, Loki kind of kicked that off. But... It, here's how it's going to blend in. So phase four, this movie went back and kind of changed my opinion on phase four. You look at phase four and you're like, God, this is terrible. And the, the critic scores on this movie aren't very good because I kind of feel like now the, the, the critics are looking at every Marvel movie to be on the same level as Endgame, And they don't need to be, they don't have to be. And so you look at phase one what was phase one? Phase one was setting up your core team. And then phase two kind of transitioned you into your, what's going to come with Thanos and phase three capped off the, the your you got your end re- resolution with the Thanos stuff. Phase four is kind of just like a reboot of, of phase one. Phase four is setting you up for the hero with the heroes that are going to take you to this Kang, the um, whatever that movie Avengers Kang dynasty movie. It, it's introducing you to your next generation of, of Avengers. It's interviewing you, introducing you to your next group of heroes that is going to carry the MCU for the foreseeable and, future. And as big as secret wars is the 2015 movie, it's, the Fantastic Four, it's it's Namor, uh, it's the Illuminati, it's, um, you know, um, I'm trying to think. Um, there's a lot of big characters in that. I don't see any very big characters who could take Kang right now. Well, that's the that's whole thing. Probably... Like, well, that's what with Thanos, like, Thanos, we didn't get that character that could beat Thanos I... until... Very later, like in Scarlet Witch and Car- Captain Marvel, very late into the whole but storytelling. Neither one of them did anything to stop Thanos. It was the the Trinity that did it, and either all three of them were strong enough to. Well, not Captain America, but Thor could have beat him before he had all the Infinity Stones, and Ca- and Iron Man could have. I mean, should Iron Man, Man always had a Captain Marvel was him. making him his bitch. She was, until- but then it, it ended. I don't. They had the opportunity. I thought she's going to take it and and take him down, and then she didn't. So yeah, because he was able to get a stone off and use the. I think it was the reality she stone, right? She, I don't know. I guess they wanted they wanted and the Scarlet arc Witch is supposed to be stronger than Captain Marvel, correct? Correct, she is. But it's they're both supposed to be the strongest. But I mean, I'm just saying, like Thor could have taken Thanos without the the infinity gauntlet without all the all the gems all the jewels <laughs> and you know, once yeah, you had well, them that's all, why they was... had to that's why they had to cripple thor a little bit for endgame because i think the writers knew that 
So that's when you see him going through his personality issues and stuff. Like in the state that he was in, in Endgame, he could not have beaten Thanos. Right. But they had people capable of beating Thanos, at least two of the Trinity and add in um, Captain Marvel and um, Scarlet Witch. So now you're moving forward with Kang and Secret Wars. I mean, we, we got Namor. We don't have Reed Richards yet. Um, you know, there's they need some bigger characters. Scarlet Witch, well, yeah, I Captain think she's going back. Yeah, she's coming oh. back. So, But I mean, like, it isn't going to be America Chavez. It's not going to be Shang-Chi. Um, who else? Uh, uh, maybe Doctor Strange, maybe Spider-Man. Um, Why not Riri? I, I guess you got you your could... Riri and Ironheart. You got, you still got War Machine. You still got uh, Falcon. Or well, you got Miss Marvel America. Be a major player. You got all the Thunderbolts. I, I, but the Thunderbolts are all uh, super soldiers. They're not beating uh, Kang. I don't even know how they're going to beat whoever's in the. I think I heard they're going to have Century. Well, Captain America was a how gonna, soldier, and he held his own against Thanos. You've got with She the, Hulk. You've got Thor's Moon Knight. You've got here. Daredevil. Like you've got Daredevil's this not this beating. new cast of of characters that are going to lead. The There's future, too many like, street level people that can't fight something like this. You it's going to be the Silver it, Surfer, Reed Richards. I need to see Lobo. I mean, it's going to be on, bring him in there. <laughs> you're gonna get reed richards and it's gonna be the smarts of of reed richards that ultimately is kang's undoing i believe with the way they're going yeah, but i'd love to see that i'd love to see that i want to see doom but that's a bad guy but give me spider-man in his uh black suit get the hulk back here in she hulk let's get the thing let's get some x-men where's uh colossus uh human torch you know um you need you need that group from the the illuminati you need that whole group from from the movie and from the comic, like it, it's some big names. A lot of stuff happened in that in Secret Wars. It was such. Yeah, you still have Hulk also. Yeah, but he's off with his son and trying to get his son a haircut or something. You know, that was the problem. But I, I mean, I just think they don't have enough bigger names yet. They're they're laying the groundwork. But to me, at Phase Four was Adam Warlock. Yeah, that again, but that's coming now. It he's coming in Phase Four, which is you got Kang. And kicking it off, and you're going to have Adam Warlock. Hopefully, you're going to get the Fantastic Four. Maybe we'll see Silver Surfer. You got Vision. And Vision comes back. Captain Marvel comes back. I mean, Miss Marvel isn't going to do anything against Kang, but Captain Marvel would. So, they the the characters will be introduced in the coming movies. They weren't. I don't. In my opinion, they weren't. They weren't big enough characters. The majority of them to take on this level threat. But well, maybe if you think about it, though, like in that first phase of the original ones, like they were all so new, they couldn't have taken on like, you know, them as you do now. But in that first phase, like nobody there, we could have said, oh, yeah, they could beat Thanos. Thor included. Yeah. Thor was was a spoiled little brat who throws coffee cups on the ground and shit. I don't know. I don't know if Thor could have necessarily killed Thanos. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that. But well, but Thanos beat the shit out of the Hulk with nothing with no Infinity Stone, and that shouldn't have happened. That shouldn't have happened. But that, I don't know why that. I I hate Thanos that is one of the strongest us, creatures man. in the in hey, the. Look at us. <laughs> Thanos is one of the strongest creatures in the in the. He's called the. Look Mad at his Titan. numbers on the back of any Marvel card. He, he Thor is as strong, and so is the Hulk. Thanos has an, an, uh, uh, seven uh, unlimited stamina and speed and strength. So does the Hulk. 
and so the store they could have they could have taken them again in the state you you mentioned i get it that they weren't prepared yet but by but they were laying the foundation for the original members of the avengers and i don't know who they're it's not the young avengers they're making now and we haven't seen x-men and we haven't seen fantastic four so those were the people that were in all of those people were involved in infinity gauntlet secret wars and secret wars 2015 those were all the big teams that were involved and i don't see any of that semblance right now well i'm, I'm well, sure you got the marvels coming up i think the marvel apparently the marvels is going to play huge into the the story because i think uh miss marvel's bangle has something to do they're basically doing like the infinity stones again where they're there's going to be like these devices so it's like the bangle it's shang chi's uh um the rings that he has uh what was the other one i was reading about but there's these devices that that kang is going to have to steal i guess but captain I'm marvel's sure and i think miss miss marvel's going to be a huge factor coming up yeah i don't think i i wanted some cosmic level adam warlock silver surfer fantastic four um you know, uh, She-Hulk again. She doesn't seem in a state that she could beat any anybody besides no. Daredevil's meat. Nor does she <laughs> want to right now. But I mean, you're supposedly and getting she Nova. beat Daredevil's meat. Good. You're supposedly getting Nova soon. Imagine how tiny cool. his pecker looked in her big green hands. <laughs> I know. Uh, you also have the Figure. Eternals. I heard they're not coming back. They, they, they canceled they're, they're, those characters are going to be thrown away, but they may just not get an Eternals too. But they're going to be featured in some way. Like they're just not going to get rid of those characters. But they weren't I think that the cool. only one, the only one that, that gets was used, cool was Icarus. I think the only one they get used moving forward is going to be Star Fox. Well, yeah, no, Kamel kind of, Najiani has said multiple times that he's coming back. No, he Who? hasn't. He said he doesn't know what if he's oh. going to come back. I want to see Icarus back. I thought he was cool. Icarus dies, doesn't he? I don't. I don't think. I don't is think Icarus, anyone's really dead. Is Icarus the dude that's playing Joker, Barry Keegan, no. or is it the other guy? The other guy. It's the guy from. Um, it looks Game like of Superman. Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones guy. The, he looks like Superman in the Eternals. Yes. He died at the end of the Eternals. I hear to I tell you, really I died. really don't think the Marvels. I don't think look let's let's do this here we're supposed to be reviewing this movie and we're getting off track here but <laughs> sorry <laughs> i give it an eight out of ten that's my review eight out of ten that's a solid movie. review i agree there um you liked wanna, it that much i i yeah. loved it yeah so let's do this pull this up bring this over here Gonna stop sharing the presentation. Yeah, I will. Share screen. Dun, 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 now you got dun. Abomination, who's apparently a good guy now. So look, no. we have this is phase five right here, right? We have it kicks off with Ant Man Quantum Mania. Okay, Christ, I can't even see that. How small is that? I know. It's like it is tough. Zoom in. Zoom in. I can't zoom in. Why can't it's you zoom in enough? <laughs> what the hell? Let me get my binoculars. plus on your keyboard. Listen, it doesn't need to be zoomed in. All right. Is that better? Yeah. Thank God I can see now. <laughs> Here. <laughs> Sons of bitches. 
sons of bitches, he says. Oh my gersh. Oh my gersh. Oh my gersh. Bunch of sons of bitches. Bunch of sons of bitches. Oh, you took it down. I didn't even get a chance to study it. Yeah, what the fuck, Matt? Here. There. Go. So look, oh, you have perfect. Ant- look at that. Ant Man the Wasp Quantumania, wow. right? That kicks off phase five. Then we go into Guardians, then Secret Invasion, then Echo. So I'm here to tell you, theoretically, these movies, these shows and things are not all going to interconnect. So I think what's going on in Guardians, I don't think that, I don't know if that's going to connect to Quantumania. Um, Secret Invasion, I think there's, you're going to have two, two lines. You're going to have space. And your street level stuff, and the or, or in the multiverse stuff. So even three. So you got well, Quantum Mania, right? Loki, that deal <clears throat> with that deal with the multiverse or the, the multiverse saga. I don't know if Marvels may the, the Marvels is going to because they're they're more space cosmic. Yeah, but like, the Bangle is supposed to play a role into King. How how? I don't know. It supposedly has the same same technology as Shang Chi's rings, and all that is supposed to. I was. It's supposed to play yeah, somebody, some role. It was supposed to be at the end of Chung 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 Chi, when uh, Wong or Dong uh, had that beacon of come out. That uh, there was supposed to be some connection, but I didn't see that. I thought we'd see like a pulse while they were in the quantum realm, and I didn't see that. So. Uh, we'll see. I, I wonder if Secret Invasion is going to be set back to like the late '90s or early 2000s before um, the universe kick. Maybe, maybe it. Maybe I, I really will... hope not because that has failed on multiple occasions. Captain Marvel failed in that regard. Black Widow failed in that regard. I hate. I hate these. Let's go back and retro actively change something to help our st- like i really hope it doesn't go back to the 90s but what is the point of the secret evasion now if you kicked off quantum manium the garden gives the you the scrolls out. right it gives you the scrolls but like i guess they have a role in it too but guardians is going to give you nova and warlock potentially so those are people that can be helpful in the kang thing loki is going to be part of that whole kang multiverse the marvels you got some of your more powerful um superheroes Ironheart, I guess if you're gonna face her into the the role of Iron Man, oh, Daredevil's having no part in the Kang stuff. Thunderbolts will have no part unless we're gonna get Century or Hyperion, and you need someone tough enough to fight Kang in that you know new Avengers group or whatever you're gonna call it. And Captain America will have no bearing either. He'll he, he'll be an off story with. You know, this I don't is just Phase Five, right? Like what's phase six, Matt? Uh, there's the only the only thing that's been announced for phase six, I believe, is the uh, Fantastic Four and um, Deadpool, and then the two Avengers movies. Well, the one Avengers movie got moved to the next year, correct? So it's going to come out till twenty twenty six. May second, twenty twenty five is the Kang Dynasty. May first, twenty twenty six is Secret Wars. And the guy they so got writing be, Secret Wars, I'm not too on board with. But there should be a Spider-Man movie somewhere in here that may so help. So Marvel, Marvel Phase Six 
kicks off November 8th, 2024 with Fantastic Four. They have a fall 2024 opening. That got moved. Another fall 2024. A winter 2024. Spring 2026. Winter 2026. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 2025. Then you have Avengers Kang Dynasty May 2nd, 2025. And then um, Avengers Secret Wars November 7th, 2025. Fantastic Four got moved to February 2025. Deadpool Uh, took Fantastic Four's original... Deadpool's coming out November eighth, twenty twenty four. Okay, the Deadpool so movie's still. supposed to have some bearing on the multiverse as well. So, yeah, I really think it's going to be a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure thing. Them traveling <laughs> the multiverse because he calls it so, a buddy action movie. Like, it sounds like fucking I, Bill and Ted, dude. <laughs> the way this is lined out, I see quant- multiverse stuff, Quantum Mania, Fantastic Four, Loki being the only things that are dealing with multiverse secret invasion guardians of the galaxy the marvels i see that all is space street level echo blade well blades could even be magic because of agatha and then doctor strange the next doctor strange so but like street level you have echo ironheart daredevil captain america thunderbolts I wouldn't be surprised if Echo plays into Ironheart, which plays into all of that. All those shows, Echo, Ironheart, Daredevil, have ramifications that lead you into Captain America New World Order. That, you know, there's always already been the rumors out there of you've got the, the celestial that in the ocean that was killed and Eternals that... They're all fighting over and animantium's discovered, so they're not all fighting over this new resource, which leads into Thunderbolts. Which so, leads into X-Men. I don't like Is that gonna be Krakatoa or Krakoa or whatever it's gonna be? Krakoa. Krakoa. Crack your ass. Be Krakoa. Crack your ass. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> Crack your ass. <laughs> oh man. Echo's but not see, getting shelved. It's already halfway filmed. Echo's already been filmed. The, the thing of it is, is when you have Spider-Man, he can he can work in in cosmic or street level. You can't yeah, have Yeah, that's what they cool that they've done with this Spider-Man is that he's kind of involved with everything, isn't he? But as as strong as Spider-Man is, he can he can be in that role, but you you're not gonna have Daredevil go into space. You're not gonna have the Punisher or uh, Winter Soldier doing that. That's why, you know, you, you kind of can have both street level and cosmic and some can merge over and maybe they have two storylines, but I don't know how they're all going to connect. Yeah, because Miss Marvel's, I mean, Miss Marvel is kind of street level-esque. That, right, that's all that space. They're captain. going into space. So that's what I'm saying. It's like they have your, your, your Marvels are going into space because you have Photon. Monica Rambeau is Photon, who pretty much has, a, she was a she was Miss Marvel at a point at a point, you know she was one she or sorry not Miss Marvel Captain Marvel, so you have Photon you have all that space stuff there, like it's just like yeah, but the other Secret Captain invasion. Marvel Miss Marvel is not going to go there. Secret not, invasion well, was Marvel's set up there now, the young girl, because that's what happens at the end of the of Miss Marvel yeah. is her and Captain Marvel like basically switch places. 
So Miss Marvel ends up wherever Captain Marvel was, and Captain Marvel shows up in um, Kamala uh, house, yeah, at her house. So she's in space. So I have a feeling that's where the Marvels is going. Is Captain Marvel has to go save Miss Marvel, and in some place, Photon is there. Matt, but, what are you saying about the 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 gal the uh, cosmic? on because that's my only thing was i don't think she's <laughs> capable of going cosmic on cap captain caveman or captain marvel she can go well, but not... caveman <laughs> the first captain marvel movie you know the events of that introduced you got the scrolls now which were in spider-man homecoming not homecoming sorry far from home so the scrolls have already been set up there that's kind of what secret invasion leads into at least that's what they lead you to believe so because yeah, like, Nick Fury's on that spaceship. I, I kind of feel like all this might come to a head, but right now I'm I'm confused where I'm confused in all this is like how does Guardians of the Galaxy through volume three play into Kang? We don't know yet. How I know how Loki does. How does Echo play into I, Kang? Don't know. I mean, how does Secret Invasion play into Kang? Don't know. The Marvels. And I can see I can make a connection for Secret Invasion, the Marvels. To all play together, I can make and, a connection for Quantumania and Loki to play together. I can make a connection for Blade and Agatha to play together. I can make a you know the Marvels Guardians and Guardians of the Galaxy. That. Yeah, because mm -hmm. if you get Warlock and Nova, then those are cosmic level for what's happening. Right, and like there the has been there's been some talk about Ghost Rider potentially coming up before then, because you got to remember Phase Phase. Uh, but Ghost Rider Six isn't gonna play is not into fully that. fleshed out. Yeah, but Ghost Rider I, isn't gonna play into the Kang stuff. I think there's no, more. I don't think all this is gonna play into Kang. I think there's multiple storylines that are in play here that are gonna lead to the culmination of Secret Wars. I don't think everything in the that here is going to to touch into Kang. What I'm wondering is though, with Secret Wars coming out, will it be the Beyonder? Will it be Doom? Or will it be Kang? Or will it be all three? That's what I'm kind of curious about because they can they can mold together both Secret Wars storylines, the '84 and the 2015. By they sort of did by making it the Beyonders, the like Council of Beyonders, so they could bring that person in to be even bigger than Kang, bigger than Thanos. Right, Joe, and that's so, kind of what I'm saying is that you know none of these movies. I don't. Th I think there's going to be Kang multiple. going to be like a civil war, like a half. There's going to be Avengers. multiple storylines running here. I don't think all of the movies that are in phase that have been announced for Phase Five are going to lead to the events of the Kang Dynasty. I think all of these movies are are going to start leading to their own individual paths. But you're going to have, you know, like Quantumania and Loki are telling this the Quantum Realm Kang story, carrying that. Secret Invasion, Captain America, Echo, Ironheart, Daredevil, Thunderbolts, they're telling a different story with the Marvels. You know, Echo and Blade, you know, it's just, I think there's multiple storylines going on here that aren't necessarily leading to a common end, like what we got in the first couple phases with the Infinity Stones and Thanos. But like, if you remember, like, Infinity War came out and it wasn't all of them. Do you remember? We didn't get all the players in Infinity War. We got all the players in Endgame. 
but not Infinity War. I kind of equate Kang. The only player, Dynasty the only player and Secret you didn't War. get in Infinity War was Captain Marvel. No, Ant Man wasn't in Infinity War. Um, well, because he was trapped in the quantum realm at the end of Infinity War. When, yeah, well, because he was in the quantum realm, they explained that in at the end he was in the quantum realm when after Infinity the, War when all the events the of Endgame. The events of Infinity War going on because he's under house arrest. Him and Hawkeye are under house arrest for the events of Civil War. Sorry, that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't matter why they weren't there. What I'm saying is that we got a movie that didn't have everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You don't have to have them all in there, but there was the overarching um, Thanos um, culmination that was coming. And they were all related, and and with. Yeah, but that doesn't work anymore because now you have triple, if not quadruple, the amount of characters that you had before, and it's just not feasible. I guess it, it's the same thing as the DC. Would you call it the um, the other universe, the uh, <clears throat> extended universe, or the uh, what you call DCEU it? or whatever? No, the <clears throat> the one with the Joker and uh, Harley Quinn are Elseworlds. Elseworlds. So maybe a street level and cosmic for Marvel. And not everybody will get go cosmic. I mean, there. I mean, for some of the books, Secret Wars, they had everybody into them. Maybe they won't do it this time. Well, I think you're going to get everybody in Secret Wars. I just don't think because you keep talking about Kang, Kang, Kang. I think Kang Dynasty, that movie, is the culmination of the Kang storyline, and Secret Wars is kicking off the next thing. Well, no, I think I what I think it is is, like I said, I think you're street level stuff and see i think look if we're looking at it this way quantum mania and loki are going to play into the the kang storyline and spider-man as well everything that has to do multiverse doctor strange and the multiverse of madness is going to play into the kang stuff right because of what's going on with loki secret invasion echo the marvels Cap- I want to say Captain America and Thunderbolts. I think that's all going to play into Secret Wars. But I think that those that those multiverse people like Spider-Man and everything be, are also going to be part too. of Secret Wars. Because be. you've they even said it yourself, a big storyline in Secret Wars is <laughs> Peter Parker getting his black suit. So he's going to be there. Right, but, but, he, but Daredevil wasn't there. Hawkeye was. I don't know how he makes it cosmic and whatnot but they 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 didn't have daredevil they didn't have the punisher in that run and again they weren't as popular back then potentially that's why they didn't bring them in but they can definitely bring them all in i i just what i feel is going to happen you you have three different storylines going on right now and this is kind of what matt's alluded to the cosmic the street level and the multiverse stuff the multiverse stuff is all going to lead towards kang by the end of the Kang Dynasty, something's going to happen that w- leads into Secret Wars and pulls all three storylines. I don't think they will. I don't think Secret Wars has anything to do with the Kang stuff. Look, look at what is the secret. What is the plot of the Secret World storyline? No, I don't. I don't Very think good. they have anything to do with each other. But I think in an after credit scene because they come out one after the other. No, 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 they no, 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 no. It has that's to be connected because saying. of the incursion part it, of it. It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Is that what Marvel is doing is you're getting two different, you're getting 
different storylines running parallel to each other. You're getting right. the multiverse stuff, and you're going to get the stuff that leads into Secret Wars. I honestly don't think Kang, the events of the Kang stuff, has anything to do with Secret Wars. No, I think that that's Secret Wars be the is a combination where the story. Beyonder comes and he pulls all the villains and heroes from the, the the Marvel universe and brings them to one planet called Battle World and they fight it out. That's what right. Secret Wars is. So right, and I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I think the Kang Dynasty that movie is going to be the end of Kang's story, or that least is, that storyline. But if you're okay, going to but- get an after credit scene or a very end of the movie that's going to bleed into Secret Wars. But well, not saying that that movie is going to affect what happened in Secret Wars, but you're going to get some sort of tease for Secret Wars because it comes out a year later. What Secret Wars do you want to see? The Battle World stuff or the 2015 stuff? I want to see the Battle World yeah, stuff. You want, yeah, I want to see the Battle you World the stuff. 80- and the Battle World stuff to me brings out you have the possibility to see a whole because we've heard like little rumblings of potentially. Chris Evans coming back as Johnny Storm and all these things. Yeah, but, like, I think you're going to get a bunch of versions of these characters. All it's going to be like again, No Way multiverse. Home Part Two, multiverse stuff. Like, why is Kang talking about incursions, which is what Secret Wars 2015 is about? That's a much better story than the '84. Wow. You know, all the heroes got pulled into one place to fight each other. But the you cool don't think they about both Secret could be true? They can blend them together, but I think the incursions have something to do with it. So why is that being talked about in these Kang movies? If it is have is not going to have any bearing, my question is: Is it going to be Kang, Doom, or the Beyonder, or all three of them in the Secret Wars movie? That's that's what I'm trying to figure out. Why Kang Kang's is the main? Done. I think Kang's done after Kang Dynasty. I think that that's the culmination of his story. And then you're going to have Doom come in somewhere, or the Beyonders going to come in. And well, somehow, if you look, Fantastic have... Four comes out three months before the Kang Dynasty. Think back back before Infinity War. Three months before Infinity War, we got Captain Marvel. Which had no... That didn't have any bearing until Endgame. What bearing did it have? All it was is showed her come in. Like her 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 past. It introduced her so that in Endgame, we had her. We did not have her in Infinity War. Yeah, but would you have been fine with... Would you have been fine with when... when, um, Dude, I'm trying to prove your point here. No, no, but I'm saying, but, but would you have been fine when Mace when Mace Window looked at his uh his text and saw oh, fuck, Captain dude. Marvel, and then she came? Oh, back I thought you were, I thought you were equating this to Star Wars somehow. It's like, dude, let's not do no. that. When Samuel Jackson looked at his as his uh his text or whatever it was, his pager, and she and her her picture was there that the digital picture. You could have just brought her into Endgame without having to have the movie with her. Yeah, that but, movie, but they're gonna they're they're gonna. They're gonna have a whole movie where Doctor Doom is. I I feel like Doctor Doom is gonna play a big role in Fantastic Four, and then you're gonna see him again in Secret Wars. I hope so. That's what I'm, I I think. But Kang, all I'm Kang trying to be... do is just equate the Captain Marvel, like just right. compare it to that. That's what I would have liked with Captain Marvel was for that movie to come out before Iron Man one, right? And not thirty, you know, not give me a prequel just to fix you your like fucking going story. To blockbuster. No, going back I don't... to Blockbuster. <laughs> No, it, it should have been I mean, in the first place. I mean, now the more that I think about it, JP, you're probably right. It is probably going to be the 2015 Secret Wars storyline. Because, I mean, that would line up with the multiverse stuff. But you don't think if Kang ends in? I don't think Kang. No, I don't Dynasty? think Kang's gonna. I I absolutely do. He ends in think? Kang Dynasty. 
But that movie's going to act as a linchpin, much like Infinity War did to Endgame. It's going to act like a linchpin to Secret Wars. And Fantastic Four is going to give us Doctor Doom. I don't think it will. I think maybe they'll they'll use it as like they'll use an after credit scene to transition to set up the next set of movies. But I don't think it's going to be a linchpin into Secret Wars because Kang has nothing to do with Secret Wars. Well, we'll find out. But why does Kang have so much to do with these incursions? And it was all Doom had nothing to do with the incursions, but somebody it was Black Panther that found out about them. And then I, I got to read the story again. I read some of it. Well, Funny. Doom has a big part to play in in he Se- became the the, uh, Secret Wars because him, Doctor Strange, Molecule Man, they they go to confront the Beyonder to kind of is kind of like that last ditch effort to save the multiverse. Right, and then it's it's quite a it's quite a storyline I think from what I've gathered. I like I like to finish it, um, but Molecule Man, Molecule Man is somebody we, he was in the first Secret Wars, but he's supposed to be one of the most powerful. Um, people out there, Mephisto, and so we Mephisto's we haven't seen him yet. So he's he's got a big part in it. So I think it could be a hell of a storyline. Uh, not sure how it's going to phase in the X Men if they're going to come in before or after, but it definitely has some big potential. And the the movies on the slate for the rest of Phase Four do not excite me. Besides Guardians, and I mean the, the street level stuff is cool, but getting that cosmic realm and, and getting to these incursions, I think, is, is is to me the most interesting part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, going to multiverse and I think Agatha is going to shock us. I think Agatha has the potential to be pretty damn good, and yeah. we're all just kind of sleeping on it right now. I don't know. Because that's the one that feels like a sore thumb, don't you think? Like, it sticks out like a sore thumb a little bit. Yeah. To bring this full circle, because my head hurts from talking about all these what-ifs, but, like, and we're almost at three hours. When we wanted to to be a short show, we're talking all these what-ifs. Ant-Man and the Lost Contamania, not the best Marvel movie ever, but a good Marvel movie. I enjoyed it way more. Then Wakanda Forever. I enjoyed it more than Thor: Love and Thunder. I enjoyed it more than Doctor Strange, in the Multiverse of Madness. I've enjoyed it more than most, almost every Disney Plus show, so far. It, so, I would, I would definitely see it again. And I actually am looking forward to see it again when it comes on Disney Plus. Yeah, I would. Multiverse of Madness and this movie. I think you can take out the other two because they have no bearing. Oh, we well thinking about it. Thor, Thor, will have Hercules. He's someone strong enough to try to maybe take on Kang. So we'll see how that ends into it. What or, I don't or, understand about <clears> that <throat> one is, is uh, Zeus is basically putting Hercules out to kill Thor. So and when are we going to get that? When is he going to switch to being a good guy? He'll switch like in the first ten minutes of that movie. They tend, <laughs> tend to do that stuff, like. That's, I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to get at here is that you have certain movies in phase five that are setting up the Kang stuff and you have other movies in phase five and six that are setting up the Secret War stuff. They're not all leading to one that's going to spill into the other. I firmly believe you have two different storylines in here that are going to come to head at two different locations. You're going to have the Kang stuff that comes to a head in the Kang dynasty, which is the 
you know, what we've seen in Doctor, you know, all the multiverse stuff is going to come into a head in the Kang stuff. And then you have the, the storylines that are coming toward to a head in Secret Wars. So you've got two storylines running parallel that are going to, one's going to end with Kang Dynasty, the other's going to end with Secret Wars. I don't think the events of Kang Dynasty are going to spill into Secret Wars unless somehow the Kang Dynasty sets up the Beyonder and we go from there. But I really think you have your set of movies here that have dealt with Kang that are going to culminate in Kang Dynasty. And then you're going to have the set of movies with your street level heroes you, more so that are going to lead into the what happens in Secret Wars. Do you think that maybe the whole point of he who remains knew he was going to die? And they would have to, yeah, he would he come back again. It. What's mm-hmm. that? You already saw it. Do you think he he's the Beyonder? Do you think they make him the Beyonder? No. I heard they're looking at Henry Cavill for the Beyonder. I just wonder if they're going to make, not, not casting wise, but just use that Kang version to be the Beyonder so they can keep this Kang storyline going forward and not bring in Doom. They'll bring in Doom, but they won't bring in the Beyonder like. You're thinking they'll use this Kang as the Beyonder, one version of Kang as the Beyonder, because they'll change something. So, just a thought. But, I mean, with the scrolls coming into the MCU, it kind of changes a lot of things. We'll have, I mean, we really have to wait and see what, what that's going to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm after Quantumanium, I'm like, I'm. I'm pumped for Secret Wars. I was when they announced it. I'm pumped for Kang Dynasty. I I would love to see either version of the Secret Wars storyline. I'm more partial to the 84 one just because of uh, nostalgia, but I think the 2015 was such an intense way to um, put way more weight on that whole storyline. It was just a bunch of uh, heroes fighting villains with the incursion. I think that's such a just a huge um, opportunity there, just a huge storyline they can really play on and make it even bigger than Infinity War. So I think that's the route they should go, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Cause, Man of many words. No, because I'm just sitting here in my head trying to, like, there's so much comic book knowledge that goes into all this shit, and there's so much, like, trying to recall and i'm just now you guys this whole conversation instead of just talking about the movie has sparked me into thinking like how the shit how is that like shit gonna connect how the hell is you know i i what leads I into you. this what leads into the kang Dynasty? what how do we get to secret wars like okay i can see the thunderbolts and i can see captain america and i can see you know maybe iron heart and echo all that getting us to secret wars, um, even secret invasion, getting us to secret wars and guardians. But like they've it's, it's the Kang dynasty stuff that throws me for loop because really right now you have Ant-Man, you have Loki, Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania. Oh, Loki season two and fantastic four would round out the the Kang Dynasty stuff. And then you got what? Thunderbolts, Captain America, Daredevil. I, I guess the two movies to me that don't fit in here anywhere are Blade 
and Agatha. Like Blade and Agatha don't fit to me. But like, they fit together. It's like what well, because it's all mystical stuff. It's all like the magic stuff. So it'd be like WandaVision, Agatha, Doctor Strange. But everybody they brought in first three phases, everything that was brought in had a part, whether it was in Infinity Wars or it was an endgame, it all had a part. Right. I don't see this I don't see the connection yet, in my in my opinion. So those characters had a part, but where did Iron Man two play in the Infinity Saga? Yeah, true. It didn't. It didn't. You know, like there's lots and, of movies that didn't way, really it, play in the Infinity Saga that came out. I mean, what's another one that um, Dark World had the ether, right? Yes. Yeah, that just had the ether. That was no other bearing on it. I didn't even see that movie. Civil War had no bearing, except bringing except in for except for Spider-Man. separating the group. Well, yeah, except for yeah, separating the group and setting up Hawkeye not being taking Hawkeye out of the equation for. Infinity War and Scott out of the equation for Infinity War. Yeah, but nothing as far as the cubes are concerned. But we didn't see that coming at the time. But Ant Man set everything up because without the quantum realm, they wouldn't be able to time travel. And we didn't see that right. at the time, did we? So all these things were like, how does this play into it? How does this play into it? Like, think back to back then. Like, we saw Ant Man and we're like, oh, this has nothing to do with Infinity Stones. Yeah. I, I seem to th- even think I seem to remember even having a conversation on one of these shows that we were saying, well, maybe the soul stones in the quantum realm back before we even knew about any of this stuff. So we just are children right now. Like we don't know what we don't know. You know what I mean? Yep. We're not writing so, it. We're not acting in it that I know of. I haven't got a call. We yet could, we could see something as, as, small as you know they're talking about adamantium in the in the captain america movie we could see something oh that's gonna bring an x-men it could have some different bearing that we don't even know the captain america be bringing x-men which is gonna bring in <coughs> fucking, i don't know professor xavier and kang's gonna use professor xavier to do some shit we don't know is all i'm trying to say we just don't know no, no Blade Kang could use his blood to fucking do this shit, and Kang wants to do this with him, and whatever. We don't know, so it's all Kang's fucking... just gonna pull out his wiener and go and fucking spray <laughs> the multiverse, and like... there's gonna be little Kangs everywhere. When you saw Ant, the first right. Ant Man, when you saw the first Ant Man, were you asking yourself, well, what's the significance of this movie to to the to Thanos? We didn't we didn't know. We were going as far to think of maybe that's where one of the stones is, is in the quantum realm or something like that. We just we don't know. Maybe it was a, it was a uh, you know kidney stone or something instead of that. <laughs> but did they even did they even address the quantum realm in the fir- except for the fact that Janet Van Dyne goes there? That was it. But that we never see it, right? No. Well, yeah. Not well, till Ant Man no, too. Oh, you till... see the how she got in there, but not what it was. What was in there? No, you see. And... Yeah. Well, no, you see. God damn it! Now I can't remember that movie. Oh, it, 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 at the end, doesn't he go into jacket. it? He goes. 
he goes uh sub or he goes yeah subatomic or subsonic and goes like when he's fighting yellow jacket at the end and then he uses the disc to make himself big and come out of it oh what imagine that <laughs> he made himself big to come out of it like you said earlier yeah. wow imagine we all kind of got together holy shit that tied Full together. circle everybody no longer thinks lance is an idiot but they're <laughs> It's my, I think that people. Thought I feel you like they're hinting that the the quantum realm, the the layer, of the quantum realm they're in is under where Scott was before oh, to get no, out. That's of getting it. too cerebral for me. He made himself big well, to get out of it. <laughs> well, put it this way: the whole the quantum. Normally, realm you make yourself able... big to get in it, right? <laughs> I just keep going with the dick jokes. <laughs> keep it rolling. Keep this train dick joke train rolling. What? The, can I tell you, JP? That's what I asked uh, Matt if we should name the show tonight. What? I'm a grower, not a shower. <laughs> and he he vetoed that one. I I, I see it. Yeah, <laughs> I, that would be a good name. It reminds <laughs> me of uh, you guys ever go? How often do you guys go to the gym where you have like people just walking around butt ass um, naked? On the have you seen Matt and I? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I I say this: big or small, I don't want to see your junk at all. Fucking no, yeah, put a towel on. Exactly. So, like, yes, have you ever yes, seen the movie? Matt and I, how often do you guys go to the yeah. gym? Fuck you, JP. Have you ever seen the movie Hall Pass? <laughs> JP, have you seen the movie Hall Pass with Owen Wilson? Oh, yeah. Yep. When he's when he goes to the gym and he passes out in the hot tub and he can't move and the two dudes <laughs> come out of him and he's got the big, the black <laughs> dude and the fat chubby guy and he's like, hey, he's like, why don't you go? Hey, it's why don't you go ahead and change place with this guy? And he's like, why? And you see the black dude's dong and it's massive in his face and then you got the like little. Like Irish yeah, that, dude who's got the small little ween. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I remember that part. That, that part again grained in my head, just like uh just like boogie nights. That's why when like I go to the gym, I don't want to see some dude schlong, so I just look at the floor. Everywhere I go, I'm just looking at the floor. I, I I used to come into the gym and I, there'd be this one dude just lathering himself up in front of the mirror. I'm like, and this is right where you walk in at. You can't miss this guy. What the fuck are you doing? That's more nope. acceptable than when you go to the public pool where there's children and they they have the like we have this pool out by us. It's uh, at this like high school and we go there and we we you have to walk through this coming from the guy that likes the fucking Snyderverse movies. <laughs> you, you have to go through the fucking locker room to get to the pool with your children. And there's old men yeah. standing naked in the fucking showers. It's like, bro. I know. Old, uh, they, I'd see them. They had two gyms. They had two locker rooms at the. You're gym. about to call I, them I, the old whites, weren't you? You're like those old whites that are just sitting in the no, gym. No, I with did not. Clothes on. They were. Let's just put it this way: these men that are doing there, that are so like proud of their bodies, have nothing to be proud of. <laughs> oh no, no. I, I would see there was two gyms. There were two lockers. The, Two for men and women. One was a spa and one was like a regular locker room. So you had to pay more for the spa entrance. And these people, no, no one wore fucking clothes in the spa version. And they would sit on the benches buck naked. I'm like, put a fucking towel on. Because they if paid you're the there, extra money to be naked. I just like how this show has naked. come full circle. How we went from talking about a movie to now talking about a fucking dirty naked men. dudes in the gym. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it fucking annoyed me. So uh, I forget how we got on topic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but again, the saying is you were gonna make it show or not a grower. That's a good a good segue. 
we went with all saying. the small things. We went to a Blink-182 reference. Or big or small, I don't want to see your junk at all. That's another mm-hmm. rhyme. You can use that one. Coined it here. Show or not a grower. Fresh news 24-7. Show hey, geeks, just saw Ant-Man wave the water. <laughs> Ant-Man wave water, yeah. So, oh, man. All right. All right. Well, well, I think that's a good place dongs, to stop no. it because we have <laughs> completely gone off topic and went from talking about, you know, locker room etiquette to seeing dongs and <laughs> seeing dongs. <laughs> uh, I feel like you got the, the full absolute geek fucking just you got the full new to right the show. This is not this is this is essentially not, yeah, our show. Is, yeah. <laughs> Our show is like an you got a condensed version of this last 15 yeah. minutes of what our entire show is. <laughs> but overall, my opinion, last opinions on Ant-Man was Quantumania, not shower talk, not dong talk, not how big your Johnson looks in a midget's hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, I seem to remember you saying that. <laughs> I understand. But just don't you make know. JP and I seem to be the pervs. That was your comment. That was my comment, <laughs> and I will own it. Yes. Uh. I enjoyed Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. I would see it again. It To me, it was more yeah. enjoyable than anything that's come out Marvel-wise in the last two years. Uh, minus Spider-Man No Way Home. I just... My final thought is this. I like dogs. <laughs> Um, they are relying a little too like every movie that we've seen has some sort of mother or father son father daughter type story to it i just i would like to see something different it just Lance since, wants more dong and less family dynamics. But ever That's since Thor, it, ever ever since <laughs> Thor, it's just been this whole passing the baton thing, and it's just if that's what every is that movie a, is, is that a be, euphemism for dong? <laughs> if that's what every movie is going to be Lance going the forward, baton, it the doesn't make me very excited. His wife, his wife's vagina, and that's where his kids came from, which then for are now setting up the mother son that's father a, that's son a quantum dynamic. realm. Yeah, the quantum <laughs> his realm. wife's but, quantum realm. You guys see what I mean? Like every movie's been this passing the baton thing, and and I just let's not rely on that anymore. Dick Boy says baton rhymes with dong. <laughs> Lance passes baton into his. All right, well that brings us to the realm. end of our show. I like the Ant Man. I give it an eight out of ten. Go see it. Spend your money. You're not going to waste it. And uh, that's my that's my review. No dongs in, in Ant-Man and Quantumanium. You know what so. was really cool about this movie? So they shot this movie a bit differently than they've done the other ones. They used this big 360-degree screen so they could actually see the world that they were going to be standing in. And it... it looks like they interact with their surroundings a lot better did you guys notice that oh yeah no it's not just they're not just standing in a bit blue room (laughs) i just found myself just imagining everyone that was getting run over just getting 
just smacked in the face by the absolute <laughs> massive girth on Ant-Man that's just <laughs> running down the street now. <laughs> just big dick fucking Scott Lang just, just swinging with no cares. Whacking people around. Mm-hmm. He could have easily taken care of one of those sh- shifts just by whipping his head with fucking <laughs> waist and just let that thing fucking flap. It'd been like in Spaceballs, your Schwartz is as big as mine. Yep. That's you right. Tell me. No dongs were hurt in the making of this podcast, we hope. You can't tell me. Except for Lance's because he beats his like and fucking stole something. <laughs> you can't tell me that not one single guy, if they had those little blue and red chips, they wouldn't have tried to just throw one at their dong. It would have fallen off. Happened. That would have been the problem. I would not have risked that. Dude. I would not have risked throwing it at my dog. I thought he was. I thought he was saying. I thought he was saying that he was going to throw it at his dog. Dude, could you imagine just walking down the street to like check your mail, and next thing you know, just like Moby Dick sucking on a I didn't understand what you were saying. You're saying, oh my gosh! It, no, Dude, it's just like, imagine it's like walking a just like Moby Dick. Target, I'm going to miss it. Walking down the street <laughs> to get your mail, and all of a sudden, just a giant dong comes busting out of the house because of dude you just saw, dropped you a fucking saw. like growth. <laughs> Chip the boys, it. right? I mean, Christ, it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been <laughs> worse. Boys. Tickle, tickle. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. It's like, oh, you like that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Matt, close it up, buddy. How do you end it? How do you end the show after that? <laughs> <sighs> I'm, I'm interested in a world full of dongs <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh much like lance's dong <laughs> and a midget's hands things in this podcast appear bigger than they are and we'll see you guys <laughs> next time All you freaks and geeks Come all you Shout out to the chat Shout out Stick Boy Shout out Fresh News Leftover Zaggy Max Joe's Doolin We'll Sam, go ahead and spread West. our cheeks um, And drink some Coffee wine We'll drink some Coffee wine Joe's Doolin It makes me feel real fine Fun as always. See you next time on the Absolute Geek.